Welcome to the Pat McAfee Show. If you're watching right now, you can see there's a big uh, void over on Pat's desk over there to the right. I'm AJ Hawks getting in for Pat today. Football! Okay, we're a little behind, boys. Sorry about that. I, I, I was uh, a few seconds behind, but I don't want to alarm anybody. Pat is not here right now. Uh, I got a text early this morning. I think he has a little bit of that bug that's going around, doesn't he, guys? Yes, yes he, he does. does. Mm-hmm, a little bit of a Something's happened. I had to pick up my daughter from school a couple of days ago. There's all kind of stuff going on there. People are getting uh, getting sick, dumping, puking their lives away, Hell their yeah. life away. So I don't know if that's what he's doing right now, but hopefully, thoughts and prayers to Pat. Hopefully, he's doing all right back at home. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, it, it's going around. Uh, he he was uh, a good guy, so he didn't want to get anyone else sick. So we appreciate that. Hopefully, he does feel better. There's nothing worse than mm-hmm. expelling from both ends. There's yeah. just nothing worse. At the same time. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, I've been there before. Same time, euphoric you though. Some, at, oh at yeah, after, afterwards you feel absolutely incredible. But when you're in the heat of it, oh boy, oh man, it stinks. <laughs> you know what? Who? What? Uh, I don't know if he feels euphoric right now. I don't know if it's a weight lifted off his shoulders. But boys, I don't know if you are aware, but Tom Brady has officially retired for good what? from the NFL. As Boston Connor stares at me, Con Man. Just before we run Tom's retirement video that he filmed from the bluffs or the sand dunes of a beautiful beach with sure. condos and nice places behind him. What are your thoughts? What are What's everyone's thoughts around the Boston, the Massachusetts area? Well, I don't know uh, if I reflect everyone's thoughts because I hated the guy for the past three years, so I'm Jeez. happy to be back Rightfully on the, so. you know, Tom's the best. He's, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time. Love the guy to death. I can finally hang up the two Super Bowl posters that, you know, I got framed the first time he retired because after the first <laughs> time he retired, I said, cool, now I can get these framed. Now I can hang them up. I don't have to look at them and, you know, think bad thoughts. Then, obviously, for about a year now, I've had to just put those two posters on the top of my fridge. They've been sitting there in their frames for a long, long time. But, no, I mean, I think everyone universally thinks Tom Brady's the greatest, you know, football player of all time. Who knows where he ranks in some people's minds. I heard the sports pope this morning saying he's not even the greatest regular season quarterback of all time, which when you look at the numbers. Well, playoff quarterback. Yeah, it's hard to to argue with him. But, no, I I think (laughs) – Overall, especially people in New England, they love Tom. They always have. I saw some people say, you know, sign to the Patriots so he can retire, you know, with the Patriots. I don't think that shit matters, uh, especially when you don't even have to pick a franchise when you retire, right? It's not like you uh, go into the Hall of Fame as, you know, one player or the other. Uh, But, no, I think everyone universally just loves Tom Brady, especially once he left New England. I think everyone who is outside New England realized, oh, we don't hate Tom Brady. We hate the Patriots. They're two completely different things. But, no, it's good to see him end. I definitely think the Bucks now enter to that conversation of, what veteran quarterback are they going to bring in or if they're going to draft a quarterback. But, no, it's good to see Tom happy. Obviously, he was emotional. Uh, maybe he is really done. It does seem as though this is it for him. It's a bummer what you know has transpired in his life over this past year. But I think everyone's happy for Tom, AJ, aren't you? Uh, yeah, of course. I'm ha- if, if Tom is happy, I'm happy. But, Evie, I, can you pod that up if you uh... – I want to show that to anybody that hasn't seen the, the Tom retirement video. Do you guys think he filmed it this morning? I heard uh, actually he may have filmed oh, this yeah. yesterday morning. Yeah. Right? It's, it's possible. Is that an early be- Florida Sun? Well, he, he actually was in L.A. for the uh, premiere of 80 for Brady. walked the red carpet last oh, night. Oh, so no I, way. The sun's not even up in ex- fucking. Exactly. No. <laughs> no. So it would make sense if he did, you know, film it or record it last night. I, I'm sure he had a late night throwing back cocktails with you know jane fonda and and all the ladies in that movie. Gronky. So, yeah gronky so yeah i'm sure he did film it yesterday 
Okay, cool. Let's let's run this thing for anybody that hasn't seen this Tom uh, retirement video. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point. Morning. Right away. <laughs> I'm retiring. What? For good. No. I like that part. I know the process uh, was a pretty <laughs> Don't big deal last bush. time. So no. when I woke up this morning, I figured I just press record, and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay and I used mine up last year so I <laughs> uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me my family my friends my teammates my competitors uh, I could go on forever there's too many um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream I wouldn't change a thing love you all Love you, Tom. Love you, Tom. Love you too, Tom. I like it, man. I, oh, honestly, yeah. that so, gives me goosebumps watching that. Sure. Like, it gives me chills. And I want to go Darius Butler, obviously. Darius, would you join us what, every Wednesday, Thursday, 9-year NFL event? Yes, sir. Everything DB. D-Butt, you were drafted the Patriots. You have played on the same team as Tom Brady. Do you believe he is done? And what are your whole thoughts on all this? Yeah, I think he's done. Uh, obviously, you know, you saw the emotions. Obviously, it's the second time around as well. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that he did it, obviously, on his own terms. You know, nobody breaking it, you know, before he got a chance to break it. I think that was kind of part of his, I guess, strategy and just doing it kind of from the heart. Looked like he was, you know, taking a little early morning, get that sunrise. You know, the water is the water coming in. That's when you get some clarity and thought. Um, but it, it, I feel like it's good for him. Obviously, you know, the booth is next. Interested to see. I know my first thought because, you know, kind of expected the time thing. But, you know, Greg Olson, you know, obviously he's been killing in the booth. Like, yeah. what, what do they do there? We hate to see him actually lose that seat to Tom. But um, just just great for Tom to wrap it up. Unbelievable teammate. Obviously, being that quarterback, being who he already was by the time I got into the league, um, but still, you know, carrying himself like one of the guys. You know, I, obviously not hanging out with him a bunch off the field, but being one of those guys in the locker room, um, in the meeting rooms, on the field. So um, just awesome career, and uh, I'm glad he got a chance to break it himself th this time around. Yeah, I, I'm happy for him that he could able he's able to do that. But I, man, I guess I was always in the camp this whole season, and you know until up until yesterday, I felt like Tom was coming back. I said, "There's no oh, yeah. way Tom's going to go out like that." Mm. But then, what yeah. are these reports saying? If Tom said if he did come back, it was only going to be in Tampa Bay. Did you guys hear any of those rumors? Yeah, I saw that, uh, and I think Why? that also... Well, I wonder if it has to do with the cap, like not wanting to screw the team, because obviously now they have a bunch of dead cap. Uh, I was definitely surprised when it happened, just because like the thought was there's no way Tom Brady, one of the biggest competitors, or if not the greatest competitor of all time, is going to go out, you know, eight and nine. Um, in that video, obviously, he was emotional. Do you guys think he regrets coming back this year, just because oh. of how it all went? Good yeah, I mean, probably. And, yes. you know, a lot of people attribute him coming back to, you know, the divorce or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? You know, you never know what people's personal life. It may have been some other things there. So that's I think that's why a lot of people felt like he was coming back. Like, look, you know, you settled your divorce. You did that. You know, obviously you're going to come back and play for not only one, maybe two more years yeah. with another team. But um, I, I'm not shocked. Either way, I wouldn't have went. If he would have came back, I wouldn't have been surprised if he retired. When he retired uh, t this morning. I wasn't surprised either, but once again, just glad that he got a chance to do it this time. I hate, For like, sure. I feel like it's certain stories that, you know, I know everybody has a job to do, but um, with certain people, certain stories, I think they should be able to do it themselves. Well, Darlington was reporting and talking on ESPN this morning like his dog got ran over. So that is tough. <laughs> what do you mean? Like his tone like was real, like gloom or doom and yes. gloom or what? Yeah, yeah. Like he was, he was on, I believe, Get Up and First Take this morning, mm -hmm. and they were talking to him about, 
like how Tom did it, uh, what time did he call the Bucks, stuff like that. And Darlington, like he didn't crack one smile. He was, he was, his voice was was very mellow. It was very, it was very interesting. <laughs> that's that's literally what I took away from all of that this morning. Oh yes, I'm gonna have to send Jeff a text. Actually, Jeff <laughs> stayed at my house maybe five or six years ago when he came in town Whoa. for my brother-in-law's golf outing. Jeff's okay. a great dude, but man, I didn't know Jeff was so affected by this Tom Brady. I think retirement. you should reach. I think you should reach out to him. I think I think he's, he's something that's bummed. needed right now. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind what, that's kind of like you? his yeah. meal ticket a little bit, right? <laughs> I mean, he like he's like inner circle, inner circle of breaking all the Tom Brady. I mean, I'm sure it's very similar to you know like whenever LeBron decides to yes. hang it up, Wendy is yeah. going to be just <laughs> broken-hearted. Probably won't know what to. do. I mean, that is. Well, he's just going to be in that gym for another 40, 50 true, years until he true, dies. But. True. But, no, I mean, Ooh. it's, you know, if, if you're – he's the greatest player ever. And, you know, Darlington was the one who I, – I can't remember if he – He had he, Tampa. He had Tampa yeah. for sure, and I don't know about before that. But then I think he wrote a book, too, about mm-hmm. Brady. Like, so it's – I mean – Darlington wrote a book about Brady? Yeah, I believe oh, yeah. so, yeah. He was, the first one to, he was the first one to say, like, hey – all these teams, the Titans and everything, they're in it for sure. But Tampa Bay is the team to look for when he was leaving New England. Mm. Dang, who do you think? Uh, who do you think Jeff's uh, sources inside the, the Brady camp? Tom. Uh, yeah, maybe Tom. I mean, Guerrero. He, what if he got tied with Guerrero? Maybe if he like Darwinton poses, hey, I need to get more. I need some more flexibility, some pliability, and he goes in there and he like develops a relationship with Guerrero. Very possible. No I mean, fuck chance. Are you tell us, AG, no. What? No. No. AG's not around. No, that dude's not no. saying a word. He, he no. wouldn't have made it around this long if he would have ever said anything like that. Exactly. Tom, Tom Brady Sr. before AG. No, yeah, joking. I could see I Tom Brady Sr. He <laughs> yeah. runs his mouth a lot. But, uh, <laughs> Dar- Darlington definitely does have sources inside the camp because he broke it last year, right? It was yes. him and Schefter as like the they forced joint him out. report. Yeah, they forced him to retire. But Tom's got to – I mean, what went right this year for Tom to not regret coming back this year? Well, the only thing I can remember is when they would win some games like midway or like towards the end of the year, I guess midway towards the end of the year when they would won a couple games and Tom was actually able to be happy for winning a game. Remember they had a couple games where Starting they would be like garbage. They yeah, would be like yeah. garbage for three and a half quarters. They put it on. Tom comes to some, somehow finds a way to lead a drive to win the game when they hadn't done anything all day. And then he's like genuinely happy like a kid. I, that's what I remember from this year. Yeah, Saints Saints game was the one where they and were losing Panthers. the whole game and then after he was like, That was just like we drew it up. That was fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Rams game. Yep. Yeah, those that, those are basically mm-hmm. the same exact games. Yep. Game yeah, Aaron Aaron Rodgers and the Packers had a few games like that this year because it was such an up and down season, especially early, where I'm like, Man, you guys can actually enjoy a victory for once because it's been so routine. I'm like, hey, we always got to be like anxious and nervous for the next one. But can't celebrate this one because we always have another one coming up. I think it's cool when you can actually enjoy a win. Well, and his like career is so great. We were talking about this kind of a little out there. Like, I don't think anyone's gonna look back and be like, "Well, remember Tom's last season? He kind of fucking no, stunk." Yeah. No, and no, no, they went eight and nine. Like, he's he's done so much that I mean, they could have gone like. Five and twelve this year, and it'd still be like, well, you know, it's Tom Brady. I bet we'd still be thinking he's playing next year if they went five and twelve too. Well, and I assume I just, that's part of it too. Is like, you know, yeah, they they went eight and nine and made the playoffs this year, but I don't think he wanted to be one of those guys who decides like, you know, playing for two teams is is one thing because he won a Super Bowl and he never got to be a free agent, yeah. so he got to experience that. But then if you go to like a third team, if he were to go to Vegas and who knows how that would have potentially played out, but if he goes to Vegas and they go 7 and 10 and finish yeah. third in the yeah. division, like I don't think he wanted to be one of those guys yeah. where it's like, oh shit, I I really should have retired 2 years ago and instead, you know, I just I can't give it up and now people will remember like, oh shit, you remember when Tom went to Vegas and mm-hmm. kind of everything 
fell apart and he was forced out as opposed to being able to walk out on his own volition. I don't think he wanted that. Yeah, and his three and years in, uh, in Tampa were obviously successful. You know, yeah. he won the Super Bowl yeah. the first year. The second year, individually, I mean, second year, you're runner-up for MVP. And then this year, uh, I think he set a record for completions and attempts in the season. So it, yeah, he kind of – he didn't, obviously didn't go out on top, didn't went, go out with the Lombardi in his hand, but still went out like, hey, Brady was still a bad mm -hmm. motherfucker on the field. So uh, as a competitor, I'm sure that helped. Yeah, and people forget, like, you look at Tom and you split his career into two different – ten. Three. Three different – he could be in the Hall of Fame three different three, times. Yeah. yeah. Three different decades, basically, yeah. right? So, like, yeah, it's – I bet it was a daunting task for him to think about, like, okay, if I do want to come back and play, if I want to go somewhere else, and we have this graphic that popped up. I mean, you got to be kidding me. It's Tom Brady in his 20s. Okay, 21,564 <laughs> passing yards, 147 passing TDs, three Super Bowl wins. His 30s, 40,000, a little over 40,000 passing yards, 309 touchdowns through the air, and two Super Bowl wins. And in his 40s, which is crazy, 27,632 <laughs> passing yards. 193 passing touchdowns and two Super Bowl wins. Sir. Yeah, Hall of Fame resume well, in each uh, decade. That's un that'll never happen again. Like there's, we can don't you say we, we're pretty confident that's not going to happen never. again, right? Yeah, definitely not the Super Bowl uh, titles. I I, the other stuff, I'm not sure because like, yeah, think about how much titles, like right. Mahomes yeah. and he was the first Holmes. to do it. Um, Brady like being able to play that long, but it feels like now guys are going to be able to play a lot longer, especially with, I mean, you can't land on the quarterback anymore for half of Brady's career. They yeah. still had those types of rules, and with the 17-game season, that'll change some. Do those stats include his postseason stats? Probably not. Right? Like, I don't even doubt think, it. Yeah, I don't think those include his postseason pass yards and postseason touchdowns, and it's hard to see anyone breaking those yeah. as well, but also you know, Mahomes has been to the AFC title game every single year of his career. Well, so. That's what I think Tom Curran <laughs> tweeted it this morning, that uh, Brady has played three full seasons just in the yeah. playoffs mm -hmm. like on Jeez. top of every you know like yeah it's Mahomes maybe is the only guy who has yeah. an outside chance to to do it but outside of him I, I don't think mm -hmm. that'll ever get close to being touched I instantly went to uh, Fox and thought of them when they heard he was retiring mm -hmm. are they going to try to <laughs> just try to maybe ease him in the door for this Super Bowl that that obviously Greg Olson and Burkhart will be calling. Ugh. Are they going to try to get him in there, maybe get him on set, maybe have a little pop-up in between the first and second quarter? Are they going to do anything to work him in to try to pay for some of that $350 million? I could see pregame, maybe pregame halftime, but you got, you know, you're not going to take Gronk off set. He's one of the most well-spoken guys on that panel, so you can't you can't take him off of there. I don't, I don't know where Tone, you I don't. It doesn't sound like you're genuine when you make that comment. What are you talking about? Gronk I, is great on there. What I do you know, I know. Talking? I watch every – you know, my problem is they show the screen, they show the desk, and there's 14 guys on the desk. So Bingo. There's there so, so many, many people. I was yeah. like, I remember they went through the whole first segment, I believe, last week, and Gronk didn't get to say anything until after they came back from commercial where they went and threw it to an interview. Like, yeah, exactly. There's too many people up there. They should not wheel Brady out for the Super Bowl. I mean, this will be this guy's first real TV yeah. appearance, and they're going to put him on the most watched It can only broadcast. go bad, right? It can There's only no, it can't, go bad. It unless, can't be great. You're right. It can't be great. It can only be like, oh, this guy sucks. Yeah, unless but he him, doesn't and Gronky, sit down. him and Gronky could do a fun segment. <laughs> that, that, that could happen, but he could also do a sit Like, if he did a sit-down with the quarterbacks, that would, might be cool. Yeah, if he, yeah, that's a yeah. great – Yeah, if him and Mahomes – they can edit it, too. They can make it look how – You're right. That would be awesome. Yeah. Actually. They chopped up. producing for Fox. That would be unbelievable. They definitely shouldn't put him in the booth, though, because of how good Greg no, Olson no, no. has been. Yeah. Like, Greg Olson. They've been almost, if not the best booth 
of the year, it feels like. Yeah. So the standard sure. that he is set, I bet Brady actually hates Greg Olson for how <laughs> good that he's done this year. Because now Brady's I mean, getting yeah. that much money. Everyone knows how much money he's getting. And Greg Olson was unreal the entire season. And Brady has to follow that guy up, obviously. Yeah. It's Tom Brady. So, hope he, I mean... The bar is set at Jason Witten. We shouldn't say the bar is set at whoa, Tom whoa, Brady whoa, whoa. But, or at Greg Olson. But, like, it's still tough that he has to follow how well those two work together all year. You guys it, think Brady will be – how do you think he's going to be in the – I think – I personally think he's going to be great. Okay. Honestly. I mean, I, I don't Greg Olson has the deep, best I, I've seen as far as former players, I would say. But uh, I think Brady will be great. What do you think? I hope he's great. I know he has all he has more knowledge than any of us combined in how he sees the game. I just hope he can articulate that through, yeah. like in the short amount of time that you get. I'm sure obviously he'll get like anybody, you get reps, you get better and better, but yeah. I, I definitely think he could be unbelievable, but I just until you see him do it, you just never know, I guess. Yeah, being able to like make it palatable for just like the average viewer and the to ad- dumb it like, down. Yeah, to someone dumb who, it down someone who didn't yeah. play quarterback in the NFL for twenty three years, like you or however fucking long he did. You hope that that's the. I mean, everyone loved Romo when he first started because he kind of was like the you know he was calling out plays, predicting yeah. them, and stuff like that. And you could tell he was kind of having fun, but he was also prepared. And I don't think. Brady will get to the point where Romo's at right now, but man, that's a tough. I mean, that's a tough job to, you know. I mean, like Greg Olson. When everyone knows, everyone that's the thing. Ty, sorry to cut you off. When everybody knows you're getting paid this astronomical amount of money to do this, everyone's like, okay, here we go, buddy. Entertain, (laughs) make me laugh, clown. Like people have those. Like the bar is already set. I think not just that, but like also, you know, like you're going to have to have chemistry with Burkhart immediately, Mm -hmm. and like how much time have those guys spent together? And again, you know, like they'll they'll do mock games and shit like that in the off season. You assume, but that like that's a big deal, you know, because it it is very very evident when it's like, oh, these guys can't fucking stand each other, and they also like. They're not good at bouncing off each other, and like it just—it doesn't feel cohesive. It doesn't feel like—I mean, it's just clunky. And I don't know. You, you just—you hope that's not the case. Fox too, obviously, when you're paying yeah. him that kind of money. Yeah, like when he was on the Manning cast, I feel like if he sticks to that, like if it's just Tom watching and like kind of breaking down plays and doing that whole side of it, and not trying to be like funny or trying to be someone else, like he has. All the stories in the world that he can tell about every single team, probably. And if he can stick to that instead of trying to be like a funny guy or like a you know personable guy or relatable guy, because you know I don't think anybody can relate to Tom Brady. You know, it's not as if he can say stuff where it's like, oh yeah, good call, Tom. That's exactly <laughs> yeah, how I get I'm it. Yeah, too. I I can put myself in your shoes, Tom. I live the same life as you. Like yeah, there's nobody saying. That. Yeah, and th- and like that's why he shouldn't try and do that. Like he should just be himself. I don't think he has to. To really do anything too much or too little because he is Tom Brady. Like if he's just out there telling stories about either players on the field, the fathers of players on the field, or the coaches yeah. on each sideline, like that would be unreal. And if he's breaking down defenses on what guys should be doing, that'd be cool. I don't know if he should try the Romo calling out player out because that can only like it's either like yeah he gets it right and of course he's Tom Brady he should or he gets it wrong and you know Tom Brady's the biggest uh, doofus on the planet because he doesn't know what plays I, I don't want to keep making money for Fox here um, <laughs> but why don't you keep Burkhart and Greg together and you bring fucking Jim Gray in as your number one play-by-play guy or, and you and you stick him with Tom 
Give me Gus. What would that Johnson. even sound like? I don't Gus even know what Johnson. that would sound like. Though. What would that? Give me Gus and Tom Brady. I man. mean, listen, Jim Bray or Jim Gray is the goat, but he will fucking put you to sleep if he's doing play by play. He can't have it. And also, his brain might explode if he's not throwing to Morton's or you True. know Amex or whatever. Like every ten, every ten, fifteen minutes. So I don't think that's gonna yeah. work. But they do have. I mean, I, I'm assuming be. they didn't think that they were gonna have any issue, and this would just be a seamless transition. Mm-hmm. Like they have a legit. You know, oh, like, yeah. what the hell are we going to do here? Because Olsen's unbelievable. I mean, he, if awesome. they were to trade, like, it's not fair to him. If you, if, I, if you're him, it's like, hey, fuck that. I'm not doing the number two game. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, I proved he myself. He knows that, though. Greg even say on the show, though? Yeah. He knew what he signed up for, though, so he understands. Mm-hmm. But it would be really weird to see Greg get bumped down to number two crew because he's taking the whole country by storm, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I also don't know if people thought he would be this good this quickly. True. Yeah. You're right. He's so good. Like he, re- he really is. Because you want to. He seems authentic, doesn't he? He seems yeah. authentic and honest and real and not like he's not playing the guy we think that. Like a lot of times, people can get on TV and think, "Hey, I got to be this certain person. I got to be this guy that the execs or whoever wants." No, Greg is just him, and I think I think he's great. Yeah, si- si- Greg is really good with the situational stuff too. Or like yep. you know, obviously he's a super smart tight end, so he can tell you about the coverage or what defenses are trying to do and what the offensive line is trying to do. Um, you know, obviously the refereeing and situational uh, things in football. And that's that's what I'm thinking with Brady. And I feel like once Brady left um, New England and went to Tampa, everybody kind of saw more of his personality. Mm-hmm. And, and and behind the scenes, you know, he's like a, a guy's guy. Obviously, he's you know Tom Brady, so he lives a different life. But you feel like you're talking to a real dude. You know, you play with some guys who kind of you, you can tell that they see themselves as kind of elevated in a sense. So I think if um, it's obviously going to come down who he, who he's uh, in that booth with, and then with with Greg being replaced, if he is ultimately, you know, definitely not fair. But it's like you fucking draft somebody number two overall, like, and you committing whatever money, like you know, shit happens. You move on. He knows what he signed up for. But it's a good problem to have, I guess, for Fox. But yeah, and there's great no, problem to have. Yeah. There's no one to trade him to. That's the tough part. Is that like yeah. all the number one booths are locked down? So it's like, really, what do you do? I don't know if can they split it? Can they go nine and eight? No. And like, or does yeah, no. is not even a, someone could say like. I, I've heard people float out there. You could try a three-man booth. I do not think Definitely that is not. the answer. I absolutely do not like that, especially for those two guys. No, I mean, if it three comes guys. down to it, they're going Brady. They're fucking paying him $350 sure. yeah. million. Greg's in like, a good spot, though. Yeah, yeah. Think Greg's in a great spot because whether he, whatever happens, wherever they use Greg, they're going to use him. He's a hot commodity right now in that, that world. But people are going to be calling for Greg no matter what when he's gone. Like if Tom's in there, no matter how good Tom is, there's still going to be a, a big chunk of yeah. Greg Olson fans, I think. I want to see Greg on the number one crew up back. Yeah, I feel like the only, and granted this, again, isn't going to happen because they're all locked down, but the only one that comes to mind where it's like I guess they could is the NBC booth, and that's strictly because Collinsworth and Al are such a staple, and now that Al's gone, Collinsworth and Tarico, they are still good, but you know, if there were to be one place that could maybe change it up, it would be that booth. All the other ones are guys who have been together for so long or just got paid, so it's, it's impossible. But Chris. I think Collinsworth... Sign an extension. Chris is right? paid yeah. through 2024, I believe. He's yeah. oh, that's color. Fine. He's color, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So it really is a terrible situation from Greg. I wonder if he, like, there's no <laughs> point for him to go to, like, college or anything. No. Like, it, he's a number nah. one booth guy. There's, no. It's really <laughs> just the worst situation for him. I guess yeah. they're going to have a void to fill potentially with Sean Payton uh, in the studio, but yeah. same deal. You go from calling the number one game to like, yeah. oh, yeah. I might get to talk every 18 <laughs> minutes when Gronky's done, you know, butchering names and stuff <laughs> like that. But 
I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, and, and I guess it all depends, too. Like, if, if Greg Olson goes out there and just absolutely slaughters the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. it's great and he has, like, a massive call or something like that, like, they maybe they maybe they do think twice about, you know, just fucking booting his ass off there. <laughs> I think he does. I think Greg's going to kill it in the Super Bowl. And I think some people that may have not paid as much attention to Greg this year during the season, they're going to see him in the Super Bowl. Like, man, dude, this guy's really good. I never oh, yeah. knew he was even out here. Yeah, and, like, what happens if Tom, they, you know, Greg does well in everything, right, as we all expect him to do in the Super Bowl, and then they still go with Tom. And then what happens if the first game with Brady and Burkhardt it is just dog shit? Just and then, weird, and they're, like, stepping on each other's voices, and it's awkward. Exactly. But and Tom, Also, what Brady has going for him, him, though, Kevin Burkhart will set it, will do whatever it takes. I think Kevin Burkhart's great. Cosmic pro. Bit. So he will he will pose questions to Tom when like early on too. Tom, what do you see in here? What 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 gave you problems when you're playing quarterback? Like those play by play guys can be really good at setting you up. Yeah, and that's why it should be kind of a layup for Brady. But it's it's just tough because you feel for Greg Olson, man. He really there's nowhere for him to go. No matter what it is, it's a step down because obviously Fox they have big games on four o'clock every single week. Like it just sucks for him. There's nothing. There's nowhere for him to go. Yeah, there isn't, but Ty being a true professional there, you mentioned Sean Payton, Ty. I don't know if you know this. Sean Payton has been hired by the Denver what? Broncos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ty, big news. Excuse I mean, me? I know Tom kind of retiring kind of overshadowed this a little bit, but especially yesterday, last night, shortly after we got off the show, I believe, is when it was reported that Sean Payton mm-hmm. was hired by the Denver Broncos. This is nuts. So Broncos, the Saints and Broncos are finalizing compensation return for Super Bowl winning head coach Sean Payton. This is from yesterday, I believe. Yep. This clears the way for Payton to sign with the Broncos. And it's reported what he's getting between seventeen and twenty million dollars a year, Ooh. and the Broncos are giving the Saints a first-round pick this year, which is the number thirtieth pick overall, and they're swapping a twenty twenty-four third-round pick for a second-round pick. Correct? Yes, they get the the Broncos get the third-round pick, the Saints get the second round. Okay, what do you guys? Is that uh? I've heard people saying that's not enough. The Saints did not get enough for giving up Sean Payton, the thirtieth pick. First round pick sounds amazing, but when when you hear it's the thirtieth, that changes you. Uh, I guess your opinion a little bit. It's enough. I mean, he was never going to go back and coach for the Saints. So in my mind, it's like it's like when a player you know is never going to go back uh, mm-hmm. and play for that franchise, and you know they get whatever they get, and people say it's not enough sometimes or whatever. But like if Sean Payton was never going to coach there again, then a first and a second in my eyes is enough. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense for them not to get at least something because next year, obviously, you could just pick where he goes. But it feels like now this Vic Fangio thing makes a little more sense if Fangio is really the Pey- you know, Peyton's guy. Who knows if he goes back to Denver, but wasn't that reported yeah, at first? Is that, really? yeah. that Peyton and yeah. Fangio were like a package deal? And that, Man, is the, I don't is know what the deal real in Miami, or was that? No, I saw some apparently he was waiting on what was happening potentially with D'Amico, uh-huh. or like I don't know. That, that one's definitely not. Who was it? Rap who came on? Yeah, it said he went pretty far down the road with the Dolphins, and it was like in free agency when its terms are agreed to, mm-hmm. but the deal's not done yet. Is basically where they're sitting at. I think I also read that he was uh, waiting for the like whether or not Dan Quinn was going to get a head coaching job because okay. when Jerry made him the highest paid DC in the league, he was like, "All right, well, I want that as well." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so we'll see. I mean, I don't what if it's down to yeah, potentially those three right now: Miami, San Francisco, and mm-hmm. and Denver. Man, so okay, D'Amico Ryan's though. At the same time, when was D'Amico hired? And right, right, okay, right this after. Is another story. This is out there. Is it? Is that a coincidence? What is it, Con Man? I know there's a oh, lot of uh, yeah. a lot of reports out there between Rap Sheet and Shefty. Uh-huh. Rap Sheet 
Rap Sheet is saying <laughs> that the Broncos spent all day yesterday trying to hire D'Amico Ryans again before he recommitted to the Texans. When he agreed to terms, they moved and finalized with Sean Payton. Shefty's saying absolutely not. Whoa. This is complete garbage. Oh, <laughs> says, whoa. Timing Shit. of today's two hires was completely coincidental. The Broncos were zeroed in on Sean Payton and didn't make any contact this week with D'Amico Ryans or his agent. I bet we could try to find – they could probably look that up and try to see if they had made any contact. Denver was focused on mm-hmm. what bringing in – Sean Payton, I believe it says there. What do you guys think? What do you think's the truth? I mean, I feel like the truth is probably that the Broncos didn't really want D'Amico oh. Ryans, right? I mean, they had a offensive head coach. You calling Rap Sheet a liar? I'm not calling Rap Sheet a liar, but it just doesn't make sense. Side, huh? It doesn't make any sense for the Broncos <laughs> to hire a defensive coach if the whole entire problem that they had was on offense and their defense was good all year. It's not like they needed to change that at all. Like, But they, they're bringing in a guy to set the culture and kind of set the yeah. team, be the CEO of the team, aren't they? Yeah, but it didn't – like, is the culture the problem or is Russell Wilson being bad at football the problem? Like, I don't know if there was ever, mm-hmm. like, Fair a question. situation. Chicken or the egg. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it didn't feel like that was the situation in Denver. Like, they were competitive and there was never any noise coming out about, like, the team hating each other. Actually, there was no noise coming out about the team and that was the problem is that hey no one is saying anything backing up Russell Wilson but I don't think D'Amico Ryan's to Denver is ever a thing so I guess I am I believe <laughs> Shefty is saying that yeah. right okay mm-hmm. so I guess I am team Shefty here sorry Rafi well it wasn't part of it uh that they were like very aggressive and he and D'Amico Ryan's told them from the get-go like no I'm not interested I I want the the Houston job yeah. and so maybe they did try to you know like come come back in at the very end and and do whatever, but but then that also goes again. Like that, I don't know if you would consider that like a big swing. Like we heard, you know, that that's what all the reports were earlier this week was that Denver wanted to make a big swing because all the Harbaugh stuff was com- yep. coming out, and then Sean Payton, obviously. Like so, I just yeah, I don't know if I I I think that they were interested, but I think he told them straight up like no. I I have no interest in this job. I'm I'm more interested you don't think in the Houston back? job. I don't think so. I mean, not if you're. Do you think he was the number one choice and Sean Payton was two? Because I, I feel I, like the Payton I, thing would have probably taken quite a bit of legwork and time, especially when you have to be in contact with New Orleans about trading picks and like this. They they probably had to like lay this out, and I, I assume yeah. it took more than one or two days to get done. Yeah, but like a week ago, everybody was out on Payton. That True. was that was the story. At least. So then and then so I, I don't know. I, I'm sticking with Rap Sheet. I believe you. All right, Rap Sheet. You came on here and said I'm go. not like these toxic tables. I'm with you, D. But I'm on Rap Sheet side. So D. But you're Rap saying Sheet and friends. You, if you're, are we saying then Shefty is playing like a quasi-PR person yes. for the Denver Broncos to say, hey, no, Sean Payton, everyone needs to understand he, that we had Sean in line all along and D'Amico is the thing of the past? Yes, I do. And Shef- yeah. hey, Shefty's a pro. He, he's a teammate of mine as well. But like I said, <laughs> I'm sticking with Rap Sheet on this one. And you, you kind of – I feel like we can kind of see – uh, sometimes when these tweets are up, you know, who's kind of behind it sometimes, if it's an agent, if it's a team, if it's this and that, you know the connections that these insiders have. Um, but I, I'm actually here for the, the, the passive-aggressive, you know, tweets. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> love the beat. I love that. I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, especially with the offseason coming up where, you know, we won't have a bunch to talk about. So yeah, this is awesome. But the Broncos, you know, 
They got their guy. The beef is incredible, but AJ, you asked Rap Sheet last week if the Texans and Broncos offered him a job, he would take the Texans. So where in there, the if Rap Sheet's telling us that, how does the Denver Broncos not know that? Like, obviously, the Broncos know that if D'Amico had both options, he's taking Houston. So what does that, those, what does that tell the Broncos? They're still going to go after him? Yeah, I mean, those billionaires, they yeah. – some they. They're used they get to what getting they want. what they want. You guys watch the session, right? You, they get what they want. They want something. They're going to do whatever it takes to it go said get that, it. Rap sheet said they went to them again, right? Yeah. So maybe they upped the offer this time. Maybe it was yeah. they sweetened the pot. Maybe they heard what Texans have given them, right? Texans, hey, Texans offer you $8 million a year. We'll give you 15 a year or something. Could that have happened? Well, and I, I guess like if, the, if you're on the Broncos' side, why would you want D'Amico over Sean Payton, a guy who hasn't been a head coach yet? You don't know what he's going to be. Well, you don't have to give up those picks and you also don't probably have to pay him 20 million dollars i assume for a first-time head coach correct mm -hmm. yeah yeah well, no. maybe and they love maybe they really really like Jericho when they talk to him obviously but it could work out that i think personally when i see those guys in those two places i think it worked out for the best for for both teams like i think yeah. that's those are the coaches where they should be yeah, yeah, because if D'Amico, if you didn't hire D'Amico in Houston, yeah, but who would Houston have hired? Him? Like D'Amico is such a splash hire because he was a great player there. Yep. He's so highly respected. If D'Amico doesn't go there, like where where do they go? Man, I, don't, I no clue, honestly. And I feel like people are probably afraid Mc, to take that job. McCown, yeah. probably, McCown. probably yeah, McCown. Josh yep. McCown, maybe Jeff where, Saturday. Where is McCown? Man, it's been such, such be, he's a, a head coach and waiting still. Shit show there, man. Back to back, one and done's at the coach position. Then like, you know, just. He, we all know, like, it's more than just a head coach. Like, you need an organization behind you. You need the resources. You need everything. And obviously, you know, D'Amico has his, um, you know, his roots there as a player, a captain, uh, a leader, and then coming back, being there. So it's kind of like a perfect story in a sense. I hope he turns it around, obviously. But, man, I'd be scared shitless to take that I hope job, he brings honestly. Coach Dave back. He better bring he Coach should. Dave back. Be interested. Any, any rumors <laughs> about what OC he's bringing with him? I assume someone from San Who's Fran. available? Some somebody you, you could get some uh, position coach, right? You'd have to get a quarterback yeah. coach that can catch an interview for an OC job because you can't take an OC and have him interview for your OC job. Yeah, and that quarterback coach is probably pretty damn good because of all, all the quarterbacks they had in San Fran this year. And it's um, Brian Greasy. Yeah, it's Brian Greasy. Okay, of course. Yeah, Greasy's oh. genius. Bring him in. Uh, How long has Greasy been coaching? He hasn't been like coaching a year. He just I got off just, the TV. Yeah, yeah it's, it's his just first this year, year, I think. Yeah. yeah. He, he left the Monday Night Football fun. booth for that job. Yeah, they couldn't wow. hang on to him. That's kind of the route that uh, Kellen Moore took. Kellen Moore, player, obviously, back up. And yeah. then he was a quarterback's coach for, what, one year? Maybe two? And then in went Denver? straight to OC? No, in um, Dallas. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, he was Dak's backup. Because Clapper was calling plays, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Garrett. Who's that, man? Jason Who's Garrett. Who's that? Jason Garrett. Oh. Everyone knows who's Clapper. How you like Jason Garrett on NBC, Tone? You like him? Uh, Yeah. He's got good, good juice, He's good got energy. good stuff. I mean, he sometimes just looks at you weird, but... Yeah. I'm not going to blame him for that. He's, is he he's, looking at you? Is he, you think he's looking right in your he eyes? Does, does. It feels like he's just staring right through your soul. You're weird. You feel weird. You got to tap your little baby and your wife. Hey, this guy, why does he keep staring? <laughs> is he looking at you guys I do. too. Yeah, yeah. I look at my baby. I'm like, you fucking see this guy? <laughs> yeah, he's he's not bad on the Notre Dame games. Uh, does this mean for sure that the Cardinals and Colts are the least wanted jobs in the yeah. NFL? Then, like, no oh, one no. wants to go there. It's almost like we forgot those jobs were open, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, why? basically. Colts job is signed, sealed, and delivered. Yes. I mean, I don't know what Jeff we're talking Jeff about. Boy, big yeah. Jeff. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is a done deal. There's no <laughs> – You think so? Really? Think I think so. so. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, I think so. I don't know how, how you Why don't think that. Why is he looking at that. you like that? 
<laughs> yeah, looking at digs. Stop looking at me like <laughs> I do feel like he's looking digs. right at me right no, now. No, that's a hundred percent Jeff Saturday's job, right? And maybe Basacha's. And now that Aaron's guaranteed coming back because he's not he doesn't want to go in the same Hall of Fame class as Brady, right? Bingo. Oh, good point. Great point. Or JJ Watt. Right. Book it, did you you broke it? Put on the ticker. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So you agree? There's no way Aaron retires now. So you are, can you? Can you oh say no, that? I don't think because of this. I don't think because of the Tom situation. But uh, you know, I've said all along, Aaron's too good. He's too competitive. Why would he stop playing? Absolutely, no this reason. certainly doesn't hurt, though. Yeah, you're right. Hundred percent. You're <laughs> it right. Certainly okay. doesn't hurt. <laughs> if you're really going to project out when you're going to go, who? I guess that's a great problem to have. If you're saying, I yeah. don't want to retire now because I don't want. I don't want to go into the Hall of Fame with these other huge people, too, even though you know whoever it is. Yeah, maybe he does, though. Maybe it would be fun to share it with Tom. Yeah, because it's an all-time Hall of Fame class. Everyone will remember yeah. it. Oh, yeah, Aaron, Tom. No, if he wanted JJ to do that, he would have retired last year to go and was seven, so they both could have been on stage <laughs> together. Fucking. You're right. That would have right. been sweet. That was a dream, actually, Diggs, Nick, and I had was, hey, seven and Brady going in the same class last year. We can go to Canton together. With Rogers, that would have been all time. With Rogers, oh, seven yeah. first ballot. I think so. Who? Big Ben. Got to be right. Two rings. First ballot. It's got to be right. T butt. D butt. I'm, says I'm no. asking. I'm asking. Uh, yeah. Here's the question. I think we I know our answer. Just a, I mean, I, I feel like A Rod. That's a guarantee. Obviously, he's got more Brady, Super Bowls, guys. more Super Bowls than both Breeze. of those guys, and that guy. Hmm. Um, is Breeze is Breeze the first ballot? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For like Eli, Big Ben, then, be then Big Ben. Don't has to you be too. dare put that man in the same category. I mean, Eli Who? has the Eli family ben. name. You know True. he's going in, and he beat the uh, eighteen and, yeah. and 0 Patriots. And he beat Tom twice, so okay. that's so pretty much the Super Bowls. Eli's a gamer, man. What do you mean? He wins in the playoffs. He wins yeah. in the Super Bowl. Like, when it truly matters, that's all people remember of Eli. I guess Giants fans also remember when they don't make the playoffs, too, sometimes. For me, yeah. it's, with Eli, it's always been, you know, he doesn't have a winning record in the NFL. That's yeah. always been an issue with me. Big Ben also has one of the most iconic game-winning drives in Super Bowl history as well, if we're talking about Super Bowl moments. The one to San Antonio? Yeah. yeah. After the Larry nice, Fitzgerald slant? Yeah. Absolutely. Man. How about his tackle? Yeah. After the Jerome Bettis fumble, that was when Ben was, what, his uh -huh. second year in the league? Is that right? I still haven't forgiven Bussy. I mean, I know it all worked out, but, <laughs> I mean, the, the stress that that put on my little heart has, has repercussions for years to come. He played pretty Made good it. in the game against you, AJ. I mean, I know they lost. The Rashard Mendenhall fumbled that ball, but he had a pretty damn good game. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you got a bunch of uh, – you have 11 guys on defense swarming to the ball, putting their helmet yeah, on it. They will fumble sometimes, Nick. But also, Nick – Although you want to bring, uh, you know, try to bring some negativity to the show and, and throw jabs out there, I want to tell you happy birthday, Nick. I know it's your birthday. Happy hey, birthday. Hey, happy birthday, birthday, I appreciate Nick. you. I really do. I like Nick. that shirt you wear. It looks like a bowling shirt. You look great. Thanks, AJ. It's Tony Soprano shirt. It's not a bowling shirt. Uh, appreciate that greatly. You're a good man. So how old are you, 37? Yes. Good job. Congrats, man. Right, you made it. Right behind you. Hell Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. Just trying to catch up to you. Are you? Well, it's not going to happen because that's birthday, how age dude. works. But are you ever going to uh, – are you like you're gonna do anything special tonight? You're gonna do anything special this weekend? What's happening? Uh, tonight at 8 p.m. on YouTube, you can catch that's hockey talk. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, we'll be talking hockey with Gums and go. Rupper. That's what we'll be doing. That's how we'll celebrate. I love it. Just grinding. You're an absolute grinder. That's right. Tom Brady retires. Nick just keeps on working, even on his birthday. Don't you? Amen. It did make my birthday that much better that Tom Brady retired today. Thank you, Tom. It doesn't matter. But you don't. You don't have a rivalry with Tom anymore. It doesn't really matter, does it? It felt good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> felt good. What if Tom comes back? I don't know. He was emotional. I felt like it was real. 
Yeah, I wonder one. if any, I wonder if he had to refilm it. If anyone's walking by, walking their, their dogs taking a dump on the beach, and they're using a plastic bag to pick <laughs> it up, like why he's crying in his emotional video. I wonder if that happened. Yeah, I mean, you guys are crazy if you don't think that's a private beach for just Tom. Uh, but sure, <laughs> maybe in some world out there, he's on a public beach, even though there's no <laughs> chance he's ever. He hasn't been on a public beach probably since 2005, maybe, maybe even 2002. Uh, but no, it's definitely it for Tom. I, I he wouldn't yeah. be that emotional. Do it again, just so he can come back again. If if that was the case, people would unanimously hate his fucking yes. guts if he came <laughs> back. Like there will be no, you know, there won't be one Brady fan in the world. It would be a great right. gimmick, though. It would be a yeah. good just gimmick. Keep doing it over yeah. and over. Yeah, and this time it being him, like. I feel like people at this point, yeah. yeah, weren't upset with him coming back because they kind of stole his retirement mm -hmm. from him. Like they announced it, then it was the weekend, then he announced it. Versus now, it's like, hey, this is straight from the horse's mouth. Tom Brady's crying on camera, thanking everybody. I am surprised no one is circling. He didn't think the coaches. Maybe he hates Todd Bowles, but that's a strict. Oh, that's coming. That's coming. I'm sure. No, it's a strict Belichick thing. They won't. They won't. You know, dial that. But up. he didn't mention Belichick though, did he? Well, nobody posted on Instagram of him and Bill smiling ear to ear oh. together. Pretty sweet. I didn't see that. Oh, that's why okay. I didn't get leaked this time. Yeah. He's not. He's not with Giselle anymore to tell her that, like. Giselle was the one who said, Giselle "Hey, Darlington." Yeah, yeah. She said, "Hey, Darlington, put it out that he's retiring." Okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not letting him fuck, fucking play next year. So that has to be stuff. a big part of it, though. His the his family's it probably think how like daunting of a task if he was like, "Hey, let's say I do play again. Let's say I think about going to Vegas and playing for my old coach McDaniel's." Like his kids aren't going to go with him. Nope, they're not going to go to Vegas. So he's going to have to go out there. Like it would just be a completely different lifestyle. I feel like that he's probably not used to. And to think of doing that at 46 years old, for me, that doesn't sound like any fun to be across the country. I understand he's got tons of money, can fly private all you want, but, but still, like, yeah. you want to live where your family is. And he still has a business. Like the Brady brand, he'll probably – you know, build that into like the Jordan brand. Maybe not as big, obviously. I'm well, that's a that. bit of a stretch. I guess like the <laughs> most famous, the most grossing, the most money ever. <laughs> I mean, like you're, you're crazy year, if you don't think he's going to start moving Brady brand merch, especially when he's on the number one. You know, booth in. He will. He ain't got yeah. fucking retros, all right? No. No, I'm not. not he, he doesn't have shoes. shoes. That people care about. Most yeah. people, a lot of kids, that's the crazy thing. That, just think of the Jordan shoes alone. There's all these. I remember I was in Cincinnati. This is 2014 or something. So it, this is not recent. And there was multiple guys in the team like, man, tell you the truth, I never, I've never seen Jordan play. Like, I've, I've seen some yeah. clips on YouTube and stuff, but I've never even seen Michael Jordan play basketball. And I'm thinking, man, it's pretty impressive that this dude has a Crazy. brand and has shoes that everybody cares about and are super relevant and almost get more and more relevant as the internet continues to grow and everyone continues like to share things there's no there's never gonna be anything like that again tom does has have a fucking sweet 64 ounce uh insulated <laughs> water, jug, yeah, water jug, jug thing that's that's pretty fucking sweet <laughs> that could take off we don't know he does also have a sweet ass polo that looks like it's fresh off the rack at walmart but is re it retails for like 275 dollars <laughs> oh, yeah. plain navy blue polo that says brady, brady. on the tag is that uh? You know how Tony Romo likes to wear the hat, either like a starter, hat, starter hat, Jim. Is that starter though? It has like nothing on. I wasn't sure if it was his or what. Uh, it used to be starter, but you're right. When he started doing like the Corona commercials, it was just like a navy blue ball cap. <laughs> I don't even oh, know yeah. where you find one of those. <laughs> I listen to special Robo order. This weekend. I, I just couldn't get your voice out of my head. All I, every time you open his mouth, Best. I just heard that cadence. That shit was fucking hilarious. Wait, wait, <laughs> 
it, every time Jalen Hurts, you, you, his voice yeah, was picked up on it. the mic. I thought of you, Ty, because yeah. it sounded just like you. Yep. It, well, <laughs> he was Tony Romo. He was watching that game, and he was like, God damn, Tony's cadence, actually. Yeah. <laughs> what was jumping. it again? What did Tony want him to go to? No, He had a sweet Clyde Drexler and, and MJ. Speaking of MJ fucking comparison oh, this weekend. He was Wait, on it. He, say, he, he talked about Clyde Drexler. Kids definitely don't know Clyde Drexler. I believe no. it was Clyde, right? Is that yeah. Clyde yeah. Drexler and MJ comparing to Mahomes and Burrow? Yep. I mean, that's a real relevant one, Tone. I don't know if kids are going to remember that. What year did Clyde retire? Good it question. Was, uh, uh, I think it was, he, he mentioned the 92 finals, the 92 I finals. Oh, when they no. played each other. When, uh, yeah. you know, oh, every, yeah. Everyone was saying Clyde <laughs> might be just as good as better or better than really? MJ. And, um, and MJ know. said, oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he remembered. If the kid, like, if the person isn't, isn't currently playing, especially young kids, I realize from like, just being around them, like, they don't know. You think like you you want to be freaked out and think that they don't know these players that you knew growing up or whatever. I understand that, but they don't even know. Like Pat Mahomes is almost gone to them. He's like old to them to where they're on to all the next new guys. Like kids just know who's relevant right now. I feel like. So do you think in fifty Pat's years? Pat's gonna be MVP. He's very relevant. Obviously, but that's mm-hmm. not a great example, but I'm just saying. No, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. To to that point, do you think in fifty years people will talk about Brady the way they talk about him now, or do you think someone will? Kind of not It'll, pass his greatness, but people will more so look to like Mahomes. Uh, it depends what Mahomes' like final resume looks like, but okay, like Joe Montana would be the exactly. somewhat of an equivalent, right? Do people still talk and look at Joe Montana in a somewhat similar fashion? Absolutely, that's all Mike and the Mad Dog <laughs> were talking about on first take this morning. So okay, they'd rather well, have Montana. They're like, they're like sixty, what sixty-five? Yeah. Still though, they're, they're also, I mean, they're, they're the authority. Bob Cousy back too. Yeah. They went Bob Cousy and Jerry West back. Well, Bob Cousy back. was a legend. Bob, the, yeah, love the Cousy. <laughs> the debate this morning was Montana versus Brady, and and no one on that set was picking Brady. Yeah. Not one. Brady may go into that kind of like um, Kareem or yeah. Bill, Bill Russell. Russell, yeah, mm-hmm. as the game and the quarterback position Winner. continues to change because the shit that you know Mahomes is doing and, and, and Hurts and Lamar and you know all these guys, all these young guys, the game is just changing. Like that quarterback position is changing. So you throw on Brady highlights, you know, with a two-minute drive. Like we remember watching it, we remember how special it was from the pocket dissecting defenses. But when you Hell see yeah. that highlight. Splice with Patrick Mahomes throwing across his body on one foot, it's running like, around. You know, give me it's a different fucking, sport. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. Like a different sport where yeah, exactly. it's like anything. When when I was uh, in Green Bay, our linebacker coach Winston Moss, he played back in the day on the U when they were at the U. Mike yeah. Lerb and all those dudes. He's a big old linebacker. He would every once in a while we'd see some clips of his footage when he was in the NFL. He played like 11, 12 years. And we're like, man, come on, coach. It's not even the same sport we're playing. <laughs> and that's just how everybody feels like. You know, their linebackers are three and a half yards off the ball, and they have sweet big forearm pads. And yep. It's just CTE city every single play. A guy, You Wait, see a guy try to run across the middle, and you have two linebackers legit decapitate the guy. Like, that was a different world. And maybe 20 years from now, I'm sure people are yeah. – even now people say the same thing because you pop up film. If it's not in 4K HD, people think you're 200 years old. Well, Correct. and him not being able to move around, yeah. like, to D-Bus point, I bet people will yeah. think it's wild that there were quarterbacks that couldn't just run the ball on their mm-hmm. own when they look back on the game in 20 years from now. That's that's kind of what's helped uh, Jordan stay as relevant as he is, yeah. too, because even you put his fucking highlights up right now, nobody in the NBA is doing that right, right now today. Everyone same, knows like, a free throw dunk, though, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I don't think so because I was he was young when he did that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was early on. Like there was a ridiculous stat that came up yesterday, and it's 
Like, Jordan, and this is, I say that's just because Brady is going to have ridiculous stats forever, oh, yeah. whether it's like mm-hmm. in season stats or, and granted, his touchdown uh, season got passed by Peyton Manning already, but people will still talk about those stats. Just like Jordan, I think, had like 14 or 15, 50, 50 17. point games, 17, 50 point games before he was 25, and the next most is like five games. So, like, there will always <laughs> be those like random stats that pop up, and yeah. Brady's just on that list of people. And that's why maybe, you know, no one will ever forget him, especially with the seven Super Bowls. But his style of play, he was probably the last one. Because even Aaron, like Aaron can move around yeah. and run. True. And like Aaron is kind of the last guy from like the Brady, Big Ben, you know, all those yeah. type of quarterbacks. So we'll see. But yeah. it's hard to imagine seven championships ever being passed. Mm. So that's why no one will probably ever forget. Hard. Well, also look at like this year's draft class. You know, like there are there are no like pocket you say like cj stroud is like a pocket passer like he runs a four seven still mm-hmm. like there really mm-hmm. aren't guys who in college who just sit back there there's and not peyton and eli like, no, there's that, not, that, no that, that guy doesn't exist there. anymore even mac jones runs a four seven like it, it, you have to have yeah. at least Trevor a little lawrence. speed yeah. Trevor yeah. lawrence yeah exactly mm-hmm. Burrow. The defense, I mean, the defense yeah. needs to know, hey, this is an option. Like, this dude at any time could take off on third and seven and absolutely break our back. Like, that's got to be a thing. Yeah, like, it feels like the Justin Fields type speed is going to be much more common than the no speed at all at quarterback. Like, there are going to be a lot more quarterbacks who are fast and can completely change the game with one, you know, run versus now where it's like, hey, this guy could, you know, sling the ball 80 yards for a touchdown now. Only thing that can yeah. kind of yeah. extend that quarterback that pocket is the, the rules you know how mm-hmm. they continue For to sure. protect them so they yeah. it will i'm sure it will, will be a guy or a, a few that'll come up and just fucking throwing darts from yeah. that pocket and not be uh Spencer very athletic Patrick's. so <laughs> maybe, sure. maybe arch maybe old archie man yeah. He, yeah he comes up he could be the next one but we shall see i think athletes obviously will continue to take over um that quarterback position but it's crazy to think about these athletes who whenever you throw in their fucking tape they look like Deion sanders nobody in the nfl yeah. right now no corner you're gonna say oh yeah he looks like Deion. he reminds me of Deion. so yeah. that's fucking crazy Did, it's, a, you- it's whoever you grew up with isn't it like whoever you kind of grew up in your generation i remember pistol my dad telling me about pistol pete maravich i loved him i got hey, all these yeah. training Feast. tapes when i was a kid i wore gray floppy socks for a couple years in fifth and sixth grade because i wanted to be a passing in between my legs, passes on breakaways. <laughs> For real. Like, I loved him. But Pistol Pete had some crazy stat where he was averaging, like, 35 points a game when there was no three-point yeah, line. more than When that. he was in college, college? Yeah, it was like 40. 40 yeah. It was 40-something yeah. before they had no three-point three line. line. There's no yeah. three-point line. He would average 80 with a three-point. He, he was also, shooting from deep, too. It was oh, also yeah. his freshman year was what they wouldn't let freshmen play like oh, varsity yep. and oh he averaged gosh. like 60 points a game and it's like yeah he would have <laughs> he was unbelievable the movie he you know he spun the basketball oh, yeah. on his finger all day just because some kid said he wouldn't he's walking around town drinking <laughs> bottles of coke it's incredible is that what airbuds based off of uh <laughs> roughly yeah the golden retriever movie yes no well golden receiver was one of them <laughs> airbud is a golden retriever yeah though. yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen that to completion. Tone, is it good? <laughs> yeah, you should watch best. them all. Your kids would love it. The basketball one is better than the football one. I'll have to check that out. Maybe if I go see uh, the next Avatar at some point, which I don't think I'm. You haven't to. seen the next Avatar yet. What? What are you doing? If it comes to my house, maybe uh, there's no chance we're going to a theater for that long, bud. It's we'll a four. Well, it's maybe like, Zeke can get us a screener for next week at the house. Yeah, it's yeah. You f- want one? 
Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in the process of trying to figure out that screener situation, Z. I am not doing well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Trying to sign me. up. First episode was pretty good. Yeah, me neither. Was it? Yeah. The con Man, are you having, tr- you having trouble, Con Man? I already had a Netflix account. I can't figure the rest out. Yeah, I gave it uh, about 10, 15 minutes. Uh, couldn't get anywhere and then said to myself, you know what? This show's out in two weeks. What the fuck am I wasting my time <laughs> for? So, but no, uh, reviews are good. Z said it's awesome. I'll send you my login, AJ, if you want to do that. Can you do that? Is that is that allowed? Yeah, I'll do that. We're also talking about uh, what's the what's the show called? Full Swing. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Full Swing. It's the PGA Tour. People have no idea what we're talking about because we're just talking about screeners. It's the PGA Tour Live Golf, following the golfers Formula One type show. Uh, Docu series. Docu series. There it is. That's the word. Uh, So it's it's unbelievable. Get a bunch in this first hour, obviously. Tom Brady retires. That's the biggest news out there worldwide, I would imagine. People are uh, people are probably emotional. They're upset. They're happy for Tom all at the same time. Tom can go start his career with Fox and hang with his family, do all of that. We know Sean Payton was hired to the Denver Broncos. D'Amico Ryans goes to the Houston Texans. And there's a couple teams left still without a coach, guys. Who are those teams in the NFL right now trying to find somebody? Cardinals and Colts. Bingo. Cardinals and Colts, last two, right, on the docket. Frank Wright went to uh, the Carolina Panthers. He was hired there. So Cardinals, Colts, head coach good luck. Wise. Yeah, head, head coach coaching wise, positions. There's still some OCs open. I forget if the commanders are OCs. No, they are They are higher, or they are um, interviewing, I believe, Anthony Lynn right now. Yeah, right. so there are still some oh. other positions open. But head coach-wise, yeah, Cardinals and Colts are left. Really, just Cardinals good luck to Saturday. Yeah, just yeah, yeah just right. Cardinals. We know Jeff yeah, Saturday has like, in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, okay. <laughs> I know I already asked you this before, but do you really think that? Like, is I guess like if you're it. the owner of a team, if you own a team that's worth many, many billions of dollars, and you're making the decision, right? It's up to you, right? So you got to go with your gut. Is that how this works? Yeah, he's got the inside track. It feels like Saturday does because of uh, Ursay, but also I think they haven't. Hired Jeff Saturday yet because it feels as though not everybody wants Jeff Saturday. <laughs> so maybe they won't end up hiring him. But if it were up to Ursay, I feel like Saturday would have been the coach too. What if ago. what if Jim was watching the show yesterday and heard Aaron talking about fucking Pison Richie Bisacci? For real, Bisacci. I'd bring him in for an interview at least, wouldn't He's, you? He already is. Curious. He was already in the second interview. Oh, you're yeah. right. He's, they had seven guys in the second round of interviews, so they still have some. I think. Did the Eagles OC Steichen? Yeah, Steichen. Got Shane Steichen, one. Yeah. Callahan, Callahan, the Bengals OC, uh, Richie Saturday, uh, Denver Broncos, Raheem Morris, Raheem Morris, Denver Broncos defensive Evero. coordinator, Evero. Evero. Like yeah, Evero. Yeah, man. I like Raheem. I was in my short stint in Atlanta. Raheem was there coaching wideouts at the time, I believe. And man, I like that dude. High energy. Very, very smart. Guys responded, held his dudes accountable. I was impressed by him. I, I hope he uh, hey, gets coach. another gig. Who do you want for your alma hey, mater? Experience. Uh, yeah. You know what? Fuck it. You know, stick with old Jeff. Stick with Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go. It'll, 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 it'll Let's kinda, go. It'll yeah. kind of be right along the trend and the theme of this offseason. Frank Wright, he went back to his fucking roots. Yep. D'Amico Ryan, yep. he's back to his roots. You know, Jeff Saturday, uh, you know, Jim said it. Hey, he don't hire fucking losers. So, uh, wow. you know, Chuck left with a winning record. <laughs> Frank left with a winning record. Bring Saturday in there, man. Maybe bring something new. Uh, get some accountability in there. Obviously, you got to. Coaching is all about, you know, who you surround yourself with player-wise and then obviously coaching staff-wise as well. So um, it doesn't seem like – I mean, they've brought everyone in there, and I don't think you're going to convince Jim otherwise at this point. Go ahead. 
officially hire him, sign him to a nice four or five year deal. <laughs> Isn't that the out. toughest thing too? Is like, obviously guys are looking for opportunities, but it's not like Saturday has like some extensive list of guys he's coached with in the past previously. You know, like you're yeah. you basically have to build a staff yeah. from scratch. Like most of his guys are guys he and most people with. have jobs. They have jobs right oh, now yeah, too. That's the hard thing. How do you hire? Say you have a, a group of guys that you'd like to bring in. Most of them are on staff somewhere and probably can't even interview. Well, and that's why, too, the, it'd be interesting to see what the current staff of the Colts would do because, obviously, he still oh. has those guys on there. Reggie Wayne's there, right? They said a lot of guys there. Bubba Ventrone is there. Oh. Like, would those guys stay or would they leave? Because if they were to leave, that's a pretty damning yeah. uh, endorsement of Jeff Saturday. But it feels like the Colts are one of the better – or out of the two between the Colts and the Cardinals. The Colts are – a better spot to be just because you, you know you have that top five pick and you can kind of shape the team how you want or do you think the cardinals are because they already have kyler murray and they have depends. some foundational pieces <laughs> i think it depends if you're a fan of kyler murray and what he is able to do he seems like a very polarizing figure in mm -hmm. that building and out outside of the building so if you can build a good rapport with kyle kyler and be super tight and like you guys could see things kind of in the same way yeah but I don't know if there's many people out there that feel like they could do that yeah, right now, at least. I'm right there with you. But I always lean towards give, give, me, give me the quarterback that has shown me they can ball in, in the yep. big leagues. And I, we can kind of figure out figure it out from there. I think the Colts have the better roster. Um, another thing that comes into play is like pay-wise. Like I don't think Colts are at the top of the league when it comes to paying um, assistance. Mm -hmm. You mentioned like who would Jeff Ooh. hire. Um, it's a big I, deal. Yeah, for sure. So um, I, when we went to training camp earlier this year, spoke to Jeff for probably about 10, 15 minutes, and he was uh, talking to me about getting with that 33rd team because of all of the connections of former executives, former coaches, players, et cetera. So I'm sure he, he's been on that, so I'm sure he has some connections there as well. Maybe you recycle somebody who's maybe been out of a job for a couple of years. You know, who knows? These guys are always itching to get back in the game. But it'll be some good coaches out there, and they're always going to be lined up for these opportunities. It's only, you know, 32 OCs or quarterback coaches what? or DCs or whatever. So, what if Jeff does what what they did with MCDC and he, you know, he bring Gary Brackett back and you come back okay. and, and Dano's calling plays? Yeah, okay? maybe. Well, and that's the biggest thing. Like, who is the OC going to be? Like, because who who's left that is a proven OC? Yeah. Who's Par calling the plays? Yeah, who's, who's calling the offensive Par plays? Parker, I, that's my number one question Parker, always. Who is calling Parker the plays? Yeah. Parker, Parks, Frazier. I don't know if he's if he's going to end up getting that OC gig, but if they don't have like kind of a bona fide or at least an established guy as the OC, do they have any sort of hope? I think everyone knows where I stand. I think they're going to suck <laughs> for the next fifty years. But if they don't hire someone <laughs> who can call plays on offense or defense, like do they know what they're doing? Well, Offense, right. especially right. offensively, if you're gonna fucking have a rookie quarterback, yeah. like you Huge. need to have you need you need to have a guy who isn't an also ran who's at his eighth spot, you know, yeah. being a, an OC just because he knows a bunch of people and has gotten a but like yeah. you need a guy who is eventually probably going to be a head coach. Otherwise, you are going to suck for the next fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, you do got a top, you you have a top five pick. Um, you have on paper they didn't play well last year or really the, the second half of the year before that either that offensive line still got Jonathan Taylor yep. who has shown that he's you know can be unbelievable in this league had a down year last year but I wouldn't be surprised at all if he bounces back and be one of the best running backs in the league again bunch of young weapons outside so once again I think you got a good roster um, you know the culture is definitely going to be important and obviously the quarterback you don't have a chance without a quarterback until y'all's point 
who's going to be developing this young quarterback. Yeah. That's that's been the common theme. Even um, David Tepper, he had kind of like a presser or something yeah. yesterday. And he kind of just said it out loud, like, "Hey, look, every year we're in there and they changing rules for the offense." So. I went with an offensive guy, and I was looking for an offensive guy to, you know, run this team. So, um, Debo, I have a question. What's up, uh, you mentioned culture, and mm -hmm. then Pat's talked about before how it's kind of become like a cliche thing to say. Yeah. What does that entail? Like, uh, if you could kind of summarize, what is what is a good culture? I think, in its simplest form, uh, accountability and, and communication. Communication from the top down. Like, it's no breaking communication um, everyone understands the hierarchy from coaches and players and then uh, you know at the top you know egos got to be checked from the owner to general manager and head coach and that's a lot of that the players don't necessarily see but you can kind of feel it and then you start to kind of see that fracture at some point so I think communication and accountability uh, really really sums up quote-unquote culture uh, I would be interested to hear your thoughts on that AJ I think accountability, you hit it right there. Communication is huge. Like, mm -hmm. That part is big, but accountability. I talk to people, whether it be like trainers that are at big college programs around or people that are in the NFL, and I, I'll ask them, like they'll say, oh, these guys, all these guys have, they don't have a worry in the world. I'm like, what do you mean? Are they, they're not scared of losing their job? They're yeah. not scared of anybody? They're like, no, they're not scared of anybody. Like there's no one holding them accountable. So they don't care if they make a mistake in the game. They don't care because they don't, they don't really get called out. They don't get yanked out of the lineup. And that's the thing. Like, there has to be a healthy fear, not a fear of your coach or fear yeah. or whatever, but, like, a fear of failing, a fear of showing up late yeah, and letting my teammates up. down and not being accountable yeah. to all of them. And when you lose that or if you come in as a coach and people see, like, guys walking in a little bit late to mm -hmm. meetings and doing this, and if you let that slide even once, One you're time, screwed. Yeah. You lose. <laughs> the team's done. Like, the team is legit is done, and the team can collectively be like, ah. Yeah, we like this guy. We don't respect him, though. Exactly. Like, that's not a good culture. It, and then other – your coaches, your position coaches, too, mm -hmm. when you have a good culture, your position coaches are all on the same page. And even if yeah. they don't agree, sometimes you'll install something with your position coach and guys are like, man, like, why are we really playing it like this? That puts us in a tough spot. And a, a bad position coach or a bad culture be like, hey, guys, like, you know, hey, old Billy, whoever the coordinator <laughs> is, you know, that this is how we're going to run it. Yep. And, yeah, does it suck? It's terrible. Whatever. We're going to do a job, but if you're like a, another position coach that like has a lot of respect and they're like, hey, guys, I understand like things aren't perfect always, but you got to think of the greater whole of the team, mm -hmm. the greater good. And we may be put out, we may be hung out to dry a little bit in this one specific situation, but every position on this field is going to be in that situation at some point. And it's up to yeah. us to do our part when that like just little things like that, I think day to day, those things add up. And I think when you're, when you have like a healthy fear of, Hey man, this is no guaranteed. I could be they could yank me out of the lineup tomorrow and I might never play football again. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's a privilege being there. And and one of my good friends who I played with for a while, he went into coaching and he was like, Man, D but like a lot of these coaches are scared to coach these dudes. Like they're scared of the players. It wasn't really like that with, with us. It didn't matter where no. you were drafted, you know, where you were in the depth chart, like you were gonna get coached, you wanna get coached hard. And I remember Coach Prime when he came on here, he told Pat, like, you know, these kids still wanna be coached. Like players still wanna be coached hard, but these coaches are kind of shifting as well. So I think that, that'll be huge. Uh, and it's, you're dealing with grown men. You're dealing with people with families, with, with businesses, with other things going on, professionals. Um, so it's a way to do it. It's definitely going to be different from college or high school, but it's still a, a, a way in many different ways um, to, to, to build those different kind of uh, cultures in yeah. those locker rooms. And that's kind of why Jeff Saturday might be the right hire, right, mm -hmm. is that he does have the resume one and – 
you know, he can hold people accountable. Now, I yeah. don't know with all the other guys that they have on there, maybe they can also do that and they also have the resume and they've been in the building, but at least with Saturday, he's seen the guys on the team. He's already been part of one staff. Maybe he kind of, and to D-Butt's point, he was there at training camp too. So maybe he did see in training camp some signs on the wall or yeah. whatever the hell you want to call it of what might come during the regular season if they start to, you know, hit a slump, which they ended up doing. And maybe he can turn it around. But also if he's not calling plays on offense or defense and they have success and then those guys get plucked, like, it really is up to Saturday to, to kind of set that culture and yeah. make sure that they get off on the right foot. Because if they don't, again, and you know they start 0-3, 0-4, and Saturday is the guy, and they're glued to him, it's not like they can get rid of him you yeah. know, this next year after hiring him. It'd be tough. You guys ever think about that? If you, if you were in the position to hire an NFL football coach, like, oh, it sounds easy. There's all these great candidates out there. Yeah, that may be the problem. Like, there's so many good ones. How do I know which one is the right fit for my team? So I can imagine if I'm Jim Irsay or any other owner, I don't know. I don't know exactly the best way. To, you want to talk to as many people as you possibly can, but then when it's time to, like, pull the trigger and actually make the hire, <laughs> how do you do that? That's a tough gig, I think. Well, that's got- the thing, too, is, like, anytime you get in that position, like, there are plenty of guys who are incredible interviews, mm-hmm. who are silver-tongued devils and can talk incredibly <laughs> well and tell you everything you want to hear, but then it's like – you get to that first game or whatever, and it's like, oh, this guy's a dipshit. Like, he just – he sold me a false bill of goods, and now we're stuck with him. Like, Or you walk into that first team meeting that that new coach has, and you're the owner, and you're standing in the back, and you see him, like, how nervous the coach is, and he's not really, like, able to even present <laughs> to the team or talk. That's a big deal, man. Like, I know Mike McCarthy told us his first year in Green Bay was my first year in Green Bay. I had no – you know, I was new. I have no idea. He told us years later – He's like, when I, when I walked in the, the first team meeting, I was nervous as hell. Like, I couldn't, yeah. I was super nervous, guys. And I'm like, man, I, was, I appreciated him telling us that. I didn't know that in the moment. We didn't feel that because we all were meeting him for the first time as well. And we're like, okay, what's this going to be like? How is he? And he was great. But he told us, like, I remember later how nervous he was or just like a, a, to address the team for the first time. Like, yeah, I can see how that would be. You would really want to get off on the right foot and start. Make sure those guys have have respect for you, and you like lay out the plan, and it's a clear path of where we're going. Well, it could also go the other way, right? Like, what do you think the Eagles were thinking after Sirianni's yeah. first press conference after <laughs> they hired him? It's like, boy, did we make a fucking mistake! Like, yeah. we can't keep sending this guy out there. And then obviously they make the playoffs in his first year. And yeah, he wasn't even calling plays, right? He was. Um, he wasn't called the plays. The Colts, was he? Uh, no, yeah, Franklin, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's wild. That's, and then, yeah. then the, the, whole, the whole spectrum of owners who are doing the hiring. Like, you got some owners who, like Tepper, he's coming in from kind of like the business world, mm-hmm. the Waltons. And, yeah. and then you got Ursay, who's been around football his whole life. Uh, Jerry Jones, been around ball their whole life. Uh, so you got it, – it's it's a lot of different factors at play. And then you've got to manage those personalities in that building. It's a lot of – a wide-ranging different uh, <laughs> personalities in there. But they're all pros. They're all, you know, world-class at what they do. So that's uh, that's tough to get somebody to change even a little bit of what they do if they've been doing it their whole life and got to the highest level um, to sacrifice a little bit for the greater good, like AJ mentioned earlier. So it's tough, man. And it, obviously, luck plays a role in it too. Um, so, but it's, yep. it's, it's it's tough. Uh, well, uh, to we your don't know, point, like, D. But uh, sorry, AJ. But like to your no point, good. like ultimately, it's the players who matter, right? Like the mm-hmm. Colts have yep. a good roster, and that's why you hope like D'Amico Ryan's like that they're willing to kind of see this out and they're not unrealistic and being like, hey, you need to win 10 games next year because, like, they have so much work they need to do on the roster. They need to find players. Like, 
that shit takes time. You mm-hmm. can't just you can't hire a guy and then expect overnight like, hey, we had the worst roster in the league last year. Like, uh, we need to make the playoffs next yeah. year. So good luck. Yeah, D'Amico feels like they should have more so like a Lions mindset. Like, hey, same thing with MCDC when he came in. Like, it is going to take a couple years, mm-hmm. but if you trust the process that we're on, we're going to get there. And obviously, the Lions have, and maybe the Texans can too. And also, when you're hiring head coaches, like. All these dudes who were hired from the Rams, they weren't play callers, and mm-hmm. damn near all of them have had success, like Kevin O'Connell, Zach Taylor. Like, they're unbelievable. And then look at Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, everyone was talking about him being, you know, the hire of the century for the Dolphins, and he never called plays. And yeah. also, yeah, like he went and got Tyreek Hill. So mm-hmm. sometimes the situation you're going into matters, and, you know, calling plays can't matter and it can't matter but if you don't have the players on the team to run that the scheme that you have in your head or the offense that you're bringing with yeah. you to the next place and like you're fucked no matter what yeah. so they the first things first the players in the Colts who are good need to play good and then Correct. they can kind of go from there <laughs> and that was where so Frank Reich was he getting interviewed somewhere uh, down in Carolina I believe when they asked him what went wrong in Indianapolis and his quote I believe was the run game disappeared yeah. that's what he said right I think what that does he that, mean like did we get away from the run game, or we just not didn't we forgot how to block the run game? Like, what did he mean by this? Uh, I'm not sure what he meant exactly. I think it was at his opening presser because that's where a lot of these uh, quotes have come out. But I mean, anybody who watched the Colts games could tell like they couldn't run the ball. So I, I don't know if it, he was that was a direct shot at Jonathan Taylor or the offensive line, or if it was a shot in at any anybody in particular, just because like that is what happened. They couldn't they couldn't run the ball, and that was kind of their the basis of their entire yeah. team these last few years. Yeah, being being able to run the ball, move that line of scrimmage, yeah. and, uh, and and play good defense, yeah. and got none of that. And especially when you're the owner and you invest the okay one position group. If it's my DBs, I got you know X amount of dollars investing in my DBs, and we're getting ran by every week. Yeah. Like what the fuck is going on? So that's exactly yeah. what happened with the Colts. You got all that money on the old line, and you're not looking at after John Taylor was injured, but you're not looking at him, who was my offensive player of the year conversation. Like he's a problem. So I think it was, but in this part, he got to take some accountability with that too, as well. You know, you're the play caller, you're the head coach, you're putting those game plans in, you're putting those players in position. So um, it, it's definitely. I would like to see you know more of the quote, but it, 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 he ain't lying. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. And I know uh, Matt Rule there, so he's coming after Carolina. He is what he's suing for. They don't know exactly, but they think around five million dollars in offset money because he had this monster deal with Carolina. He gets fired, then he gets hired by Nebraska. Yep. Nebraska gives him a monster contract, but he thinks there's about five million that's not paid for that the Panthers are going to owe him. Right? He's trying to get yep. this back now. Yeah, exactly. So he's suing Tepper in them for the. Uh, offset money to your point and it feels as though with what we know about Tepper there is no way he's getting that fucking money out of Tepper's hands. They're gonna they're gonna he's gonna make him spend it in, in legal fees probably. That's what Matt Rule's probably thinking. I don't care I'm gonna make, I'm gonna take this as far as I can. I'm not gonna get any money but I'm gonna make him blow ten million dollars just so he doesn't have to pay me. Yeah and I wonder maybe if, that's it. Yeah I, I could see that. I wonder who is Matt Rule hiring? Does he get Nebraska's lawyers, or is that how this works? Or Ooh, do they pay for I don't know. Uh, that, if they take his legal fees, that's a, that's a exactly. good deal. Like, would he then be costing Nebraska more money as well? There's no way. There's no way, because it, especially a public institution where you, you know their salaries and everything. I don't know, though. And the people love ball in Nebraska. They'll do whatever it takes for their coach, won't they? Is he going to win in Nebraska? It's a tough gig right now. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't well, think they, so. Oh, you know what it takes? 
It takes NIL money. I was looking. They this have, a lot, today. No, they have a lot of it. Nebraska has a ton of NIL they money. Do they? Because yeah. but the Big Ten, though, in general, is way behind. I know the SEC when it comes to NIL money. I just saw something today. General Bob was stumping for for different things when it comes to the NIL so cash. I thought, I thought they had. Well, is that just because of how the Big Ten thinks? Like and how like these because they're old. Yeah. they're old school. It things. is no, they're old school. We're like hey, we're they have old the money and cl- we're classy and we don't have to go out there and do these type of things because people want to come here because of the history and tradition. Nope, sorry, I hate to tell you, bud, that's not the case right now when people are getting millions of dollars. Because majority of those schools have a bunch of money from NIL and from boosters and alumni and stuff like that, and they got the Big Twelve or sorry, Big Ten TV deal mm-hmm. that they got a bunch of money from. So yeah, that's what I, I figured it had to be. But that, that money can't. I, how, but NIL money has to come from the outside somehow, right? They can't take their Big Ten money and use it for NIL money. Yeah, I right. Because it be like it's not with the school. Like yeah, that. it's, it's got to be a collective, conference. like outsider, okay. whoever. The yeah. coach can even help put it together. Like all, I don't. It's it's a weird world out there in college football, and you got to if you want these four and five stars, it sounds like you got to pay to get them, don't you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think ultimately, like Nebraska, like people don't know it now, but like they're they're a legit blue blood. Like they were, you know, in the yeah. fucking mid nineties, like they were winning national championships, going there. And it's kind of the same deal with Iowa. Like, they don't have a pro sports team. Like, Nebraska football is the fucking yeah. draw in that state. So, like, you know, I, I mean, they, they've kind of tried over the last several years to kind of do whatever they can to return to prominence and be successful. So, like, I think they do have a lot of money, but it just, I don't know, man, it just, it's just so hard to compete and, like, get guys who are big-time recruits when, like you said, you know, it's like even these, like, middle-tier SEC schools can give out these massive NIL deals, and it's like, oh, okay, I don't have to go fucking deal with shitty weather for five months of the year in Nebraska, and also, you know, I'm going to be getting paid to go live in Florida or fucking, you know, one of these warm states. And then same deal, you're playing in the SEC, which, you know, obviously the Big Ten is, is getting a lot of guys to the NFL, but... You know, you go play in the SEC, like, that's kind of, you know, you assume you're getting the best coaching, you're playing against the best talent. So, I don't know, it's tough. Yeah, tougher rule, too, coming in when Fickle's coming in. Like, it feels like Fickle in Wisconsin yeah. is probably – Perfect that, fit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, perfect fit and that new type of school – or not new school because Wisconsin's been good in, you know, the recent past. But it mm-hmm. seems as though that's probably the place that is more likely to make a jump than a place like Nebraska, right, with, Plus you know, he, the change over. Madison, he, too, like Madison Big City, a, all of that. He already campus. got a quarterback. Uh, yeah. And I believe he already got the OC. Luke, Luke from, did? Yeah, he got a kid from SMU, Tanner Mordecai, who threw – I, I believe he broke a record this year. He threw like 11 touchdowns in a game or something. Nice. That's going to be the key for all these coaches, especially outside of SEC, is that portal. You know, all mm-hmm. these half of these guys that wash out at some of these SEC schools, mm-hmm. you know, come up here and what are they, the black shirts up there in Nebraska? Yeah, yeah. yeah. come up here, put, be a black shirt. Trying to bring the black shirts back, right? Yeah. We're trying to bring them back. They haven't yeah. been to black shirts in a long time, but yeah, <laughs> they do need to bring them back. Why is, okay, I know this is a pivot, quick pivot, but I saw. Tennessee Titans, they're changing. They're going from yep. grass to this whatever. What's their turf called? Matrix turf? Uh, Matrix yeah. Helix. The su- is that so a it's not the, not the split slit stuff that people hate. Nope. So, but and they this is based on player and coach concern. You're going from grass to turf. I thought everyone wanted to go the other way, from turf to grass. What yeah, are we sp- doing? Especially with injury. Uh, are they doing the Matrix Helix turf at the new stadium? Because aren't they building a new place too? So they're renovating just- that stadium, I thought. Oh, is there no renovation, or are they building? Is that the, th- who's the team that is spending five hundred mil to renovate what they have and not build a new one? Is that the Titans? I, I thought know. the Bills were doing that. 
I thought the Titans were as well, AJ. Yeah, and I thought the Bills were doing that, and then they talked about on a broadcast on building that new one when they were doing the Miami-Buffalo game. They were like, Tony Romo actually said this is where the new one is. No, the the Titans announced plans (laughs) to construct a domed 60,000-seat stadium in lieu of Nissan Stadium renovations. Mm. Oh, Uh, nice. So I believe in lieu means instead of the renovations. Correct. But it's not finalized, though, is it? Is it? Is it a done deal that they're going to break ground on that? Plans are progressing, so no. Okay, it's not a done so deal. they're trying to. They're trying to make sure they they do everything. But why? Why would players want them to go to turf over grass? Even if well, they you like see the, grass the thing about the helix. Well. The helix is it's basically super grass, AJ. And, and if you've heard, oh, if known. you heard Vaughn right. Miller from the Buffalo Bills talk about the super grass, <laughs> it is a vastly Beals. superior surface to play on. Mm-hmm. Who else has this right now? The uh, super grass. I think a majority. All right, well, do we the Beals have it? When we well, put that well, list up there, the I thought most teams who had turf was the Matrix Helix turf. Okay. I think. Give me. I'd a, like to know the difference. I wanted someone to yeah. show give me, me the a nice fucking Kentucky blue. Right? Am I wrong there? Penn State does a great job of having awesome like Bermuda grass. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. I don't know what nice kind Bermuda, it is. Right? But they take it. They take it. Usually, you can't grow that as well in the north. They do a great. I don't know. Whatever Penn State does, their field is always beautiful. Yeah, I always mean, nice. Last two Super Bowl teams, Philly and KC, both play on grass, don't they? Yeah. Uh oh. So something to think about. Something to think about. So does Tampa. So does Tampa. Yeah. Something to think about. So does mm. Chicago. They Who, you know, um, I know Miami renovated that stadium, Hard Rock D, but I'm, I, I'm sure you've been in that stadium. I played in it back in the day. It looks awesome now when it's renovated. Have you been in there? You like it? <laughs> Sorry, I got What happened? Got what happened? There was some what nail polish. Some nail polish. Nail polish video. Trying to find the list of <laughs> Matrix <laughs> Helix Pop turf it up there names. for the people to see. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, this shit. is just Sorry, with turf and with glass. I tried with some toes. <laughs> yeah, not sure. Somebody the, got a foot fetish over there? One, yeah. No, uh, but this doesn't specify what kind of turf yeah. it has. But, yeah, I mean, still half the stadiums have grass taking out the Titans. But if grass if, if grass is, like, unkept and in shitty shape, like, that's just as bad yeah. as the turf, right? I mean, like, that's what they were saying about triple sticks is knee. Like, that's why it went kaput because the the grass at uh, FedEx Field in Washington was so figure shitty. it out. Yes. Seriously, just take care of that shit. We just have some beautiful grass out here. Thank you, Troy. Beautiful practice grass. Get that Bermuda grass. I, I haven't played. I'm not familiar with the Matrix turf and all that shit, but give me some Matrix well-manicured Helix. Bermuda grass. I'll take that over anything. Makes you feel fast. Oh, feel yeah. great. You go out to warm up. It's like, oh, man, okay, I didn't know they had this sweet grass here. Well, some grass, uh, it's hard to tell whether you're in bounds or out of bounds. So I know that uh, at Las yeah, Vegas, at least, an issue with that. They might be changing back to turf because they couldn't tell when people scored touchdowns or not. What about cross of like bluegrass and like you know feathered Kentucky bench? rye, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they do a mixture. Old Nissan Stadium will be the first to use the Matrix, Matrix Helix. Helix turf. Whoa! Where, where else is the Matrix Helix right now? Is it over in Europe? Heaven. Some of those. Soccer. Oh, heaven. Okay. Strictly heaven. Only place. God yeah. bestowed it upon Nissan. What's Stadium it feel like? Stuff. What's it feel like, Diggs? You feel like you're you're in a constant state of you live in heaven. Like you're, you're such a happy guy. Yeah, like you're walking on a cloud. Fine. Yeah, Matrix. bingo. So Supergrass. Yeah, yes. like I said the first time. Like the Buffalo Bills are trying to get. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No yeah. I, like, thanks for tying this together. You're welcome. All comes full I guess circle. If, if you need, I guess to to have a full like grounds crew to take care of a a, a grass field, I'm sure is way more people. It takes a lot more time, but hell, it's the NFL, right? Each team is exactly. worth how many billions of dollars? 
a we lot. should be able to figure that out, I think. Yeah, a lot of billions, but also when we're talking about the Matrix Helix turf, I mean, we're talking about a turf that takes care of itself. It was in their practice facility Whoa. last year, and Vrabel said that the players responded to it very well. So that's why oh. they're making it their yeah, official turf. Their house. What? Oh, yeah. This yeah. is the future, people. This is the, this is the Super I would practice. love to know how different it does anybody uh, – so it's in their practice facility. Is it on any game fields anywhere? I want to know. It says Just, that. Uh, Diggs just said they it's will the be the first to have Matrix Helix grass. I need to know what's different. What? How is this field different than the other field turf? Oh, uh, hold on. This says uh, Austin-based Hellas Construction will install another Matrix Helix turf system in NRG Stadium for the Houston Texans during the 2020 – 2021 football season, right. so this will Liars. not be the first that Matrix Helix right. turf yeah, system. This my article comes my article comes straight from NFL.com. Okay, so there Wait. must have been some sort of falling out with NRG and the Matrix Helix boys. Yeah, so this is bad news. Uh -oh. People might be saying this cursed the Texans organization if they put it in 2020 2021 season. It's possible, or do they stop the production? Is the PA COVID? coming in? Is the PA fighting? Because we saw that coordinated attack this year multiple weeks where multiple players would tweet random things about the split-slit <laughs> turf like anyone knew what they were talking about, like that they probably copy and pasted. But I, I appreciate them banding together and trying to get some change. Did that do anything, do you think? Wait, did uh, did Aaron say that Bakhtiari was in Nashville? He did. Hmm. He did, didn't he? So it's not a coincidence that he is heading the push for Maybe a change to the turf and this Nashville is, is getting this done. <laughs> No, he wants grass, though. He yeah, yeah but turf. then he walked on the Matrix Helix. Yeah, this is – I mean, AJ, I don't know if you've heard this yet, but this would be the NFL's first to use the technology featuring uh, monofilament. Uh, monofilament. <laughs> yes, that is a very organic. specific turf with an organic infill that retains moisture better than synthetic fields. And it's using, using rubber. rubber. So it's not – so they won't have the hot rubber so you won't burn your feet when you're playing out in the, in the sun? And you Precisely. Won't, and you won't get it in your mouth and go – yeah, and yep. in your oh, shoes yeah. for two weeks. Like I still have it in my yeah. shoes from the national championship game. Like still, when I oh, can yeah. put those things back on, you should bottle that and label the bottle uh, right. turf, right. turf from, from the national championship in SoFi. Yeah, yeah because it's going to be a thing of the past. They're not yeah. using that ground up rubber anymore. No. We always used to hear it's a ground up old tires, and they they jam it down in there in that turf. And then yeah. people use the you know the coaches with their dip spit all over that guys are spitting guys are puking they claim yeah, yeah. they clean it yeah right fields fields 600 degrees oh, yeah so here so we go hot. let's Th see this is kind of the little diagram uh <laughs> that looks like dirt infills are spread between the it's turf fibers running fiber support and enhanced playability for your synthetic turf that looks like dirt yeah, yeah, and then the grass is basically grass, but it has the monofilament uh, that we just <laughs> talked about. Stop. So, what? That's See, the, that's that's the is word. weird, though. What is, can you look up what Green Bay has? Because Green Bay has, they claim there is grass, and then interwoven is turf, inner, like sewn in throughout to hold its stability or whatever. And they have gigantic millions of dollars worth of these grow lights that roll up and down the field all Lambo's all got a it's got a cool ass name, my dear. Lambo's got a Kentucky bluegrass. Um, let's see here, but don't touch the grass. 
Uh, yeah, you can't go on there if you're doing one on tour. It just no. says it's Kentucky Bluegrass. Nah, they, they have a specific no. name for it. Something sewn in there. Very it's sewn cool. in. I know. It was a big deal when they redid it all. It was a big deal. They talked about it. Yeah, they I didn't think so they had turf, though. I thought you guys No, it's grass. It's not turf. It's no, grass. it's grass, but they have, like, tiny. You can't tell. It doesn't feel okay, like yeah, the it has, plane it has turf mixed in. From 2007 to 2018, the playing surface used the Deso Grassmaster system, Boom, you see. Thank you. Which has oh. a synthetic fibers <laughs> woven in the tradition, traditional Kentucky bluegrass. But in 2018, the Grassmaster. Their surface was replaced with a polyethylene-based SIS grass. <laughs> oh, the polyethylene, of course. Yeah, we all know what this means. Yeah, absolutely. Polyethylene. Yeah. Poly- polyethylene. I'm a, you, I'm a big fan of the SIS grass personally. <laughs> Are you? What? What's the difference between that and other grasses? Well, Ty? you know, it's just it's got a little bit more give, so you don't you know, joints feel much better. That's why you know you talk about the Matrix Helix system. It just I don't know. I mean, it's tougher. Sound to like Marty McGee there for a hot minute. I, Ty, I, I know what. I know we're gonna bounce all over the place. I was watching the other day. What, what's their studio called down there? Fucking, Marty McGee. The fucking three stu- Intimidator Studios. Yep, that's right. Whatever it is, I watched them. I turned them on when they came back on their regular program slot, and I texted you, Ty, and I was like, "These guys are awesome." And I, I hadn't seen them in a while do their thing together. Mm-hmm. Marty and McGee are legit. Those guys are changing the game. Yeah. They're fun. They really are. Yeah, arguably the best show on ESPN. Arguably, it's especially so when they go. It? It's so different and random too. It's like, awesome. And when they, they go to the original, uh, it's it How looks very similar. It's not when they go to the uh, original Intimidator format, which is a three-hour show. It, it is there is the intimidator format. That's what they call yeah, it. That's what they call it. Uh, These guys get better and better. <laughs> you're telling me. You're telling me. <laughs> I, I should. I mean, I was always on the the Marty and McGee bandwagon. You guys kind of helped me. I, I guess re-energize me for their sure. bandwagon and getting hang out with them and talk to talk to them a little bit. Definitely change it. But I watched them. Those guys are changing the game. I told Marty, or uh, yeah, I told Marty when I saw him. I probably made him feel uncomfortable. I was like, man, you did this open from some NASCAR track somewhere. Where they started on a one shot, and then they zoomed out, and it was him standing on the, one of the corners, you know, and the huge, the showing sure. the how the track is so crazy. And they zoomed out. He did like a ninety second open and just annihilated. Didn't read. Was just talking and getting you juiced up for the race. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even watch racing, but I wanted to stick around for the race because of your open and how good you were. And he was like, Oh yeah, I, you know, wasn't that good? I appreciate you though. Thank you. Yeah, he's, he's one of the man. goats. I mean, did you apologize to him yet for causing him to drop his microphone at the national championship? When when we did when we flipped him? Yeah, he didn't drop it. He he just had a quick bobble, didn't he? Yeah. Did you apologize? Why would I apologize? How did I change it? You put it in his head. You, yeah. you planted that seed of doubt. Yeah. Oh, what did I say? Oh, no, he said, anybody ever drop it? That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, and you were like, no, but you better not be the first one. And then <laughs> no, he, he, knows he bobbled that. it. He laughed. He laughed with the bobble, too. And he's a, he's a true pro. It's how, it's how you recover. It's not if there's a, a mistake. It's like I, I trip and fall down the stairs all the time and different things around my all kids. The time, huh? <laughs> I can be a clumsy guy and, and knock things over, but I always seem to re- – like when I knocked Pat's uh, big old jersey over. You see, I knocked it over, but I caught it before it, it hit smashed the ground and broke all the glass. Mm, you already broke the glass before that, though. Glass was already no, broken. No, there's no glass on there. You guys are all lying. You know that. You guys are lying straight to my face trying to tell me I broke the glass. That's not true. I don't know about that. Why is Nick Bosa pissed? Why is Nick Bosa not going to watch the Super Bowl? What do you think? Well, uh, let me just say right now, there are a lot of things being said about Nick Bosa on the internet. Uh, oh, there more? Okay. I don't know. I know wherever this could really? go, I don't, I don't know, know anything going hey, on super with Nick rich Bosa right now on the internet. Like, what happened? That's Joey. Yeah, Joey. Just, yeah oh, that's sorry. Joey Bosa, super rich. Uh <laughs> Nothing, just, you know, some of Nick Bosa's previous comments have been aired to light, and uh, there's been a lot of things said about Nick Bosa. Well, look him. at the quote tweets on an Arian Foster post on the internet right now. Sure. Oh. 
What do you mean? You know, people people are just saying stuff, but this was in, <laughs> this was a wait. Question. Aaron Foster's a different situation. I know he the he's he got people up in arms saying it's scripted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was that was a joke. Does that have anything to do with Nick Bosa's what he's got going on? No. No, Nick Bosa was just saying he's not watching the uh, Super Bowl because he was asked about the matchup. He's just like, yeah, fuck the Super Bowl, basically. Did you watch the Super Bowl when you weren't in it? Uh, I lost two NFC Championship games. That's tough to watch the Super Bowl after that, for sure. Um, yeah, I Especially did. that Seattle one. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I, that, believe me, I have to use that as an example to my kids when they get upset about losing a game in fourth grade or sixth grade or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, guys, you know, I listen. Like, my, my kids got really pissed when the Bengals lost the AFC Championship. They were crushed. Like, my daughter, like, they don't, my kids don't, they're not super into everything. Like, they don't know a lot of specifics, but they like the Bengals. They want them to win. And my kids, my two oldest, were so pissed and crying, like, almost crying, getting mad when the Bengals lost. I'm like, guys, I get it. I understand. But, like, we got to move on. We got to keep going. I was like, I lost the I lost that game twice, guys. It's the worst. Imagine being on the team and losing it when you are thinking, hey, I'm going to go to the Super Bowl here in another hour if we win this game. So you got to use it. I don't know. You, you never should go back losses. through the history of the Bengals and their many, 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 many failures to make your children <laughs> feel better. Yeah. Well, no, because what have you done for me lately, Nick? That was what, that was before they were born. They have no idea. All they know is the Bengals that go to the back-to-back uh, I, AFC Championship. I respect that from your kids, though, because like, back when – you know, back when the Super Bowl was the standard um, <laughs> and the boys wouldn't make the Super Bowl or they would lose or something like that, or when they lost to the Packers in the Super Bowl, like I didn't turn ESPN on, ESPN on for like a month after yeah, that. Yeah, it's a month-long wait you have to do. Yeah, I get it. It, it did suck. I don't know, D-Bud, I don't know how you felt. Like if I if we got knocked out of the playoffs or whatever happened, I didn't love watching. I would. I guess I was kind of a casual watcher of that, and then I would like, yeah. you know, there's always something going on for people who have like little Super Bowl parties or people over, and I would – I was not like dialed in like I am now. That's yeah, for sure. I know a lot of guys would, uh, a lot of players would go to like the Super Bowl uh, for like the events and the radio role and all the other shit. Like I'd never like I'm like unless I'm going as a player, I'm not going for that shit um, until I think my last year at Philly, Philly yeah, when they beat um they beat the Patriots. That was the first Super Bowl I went to as a player, and I kind of knew that was going to be my last year. But I still watch it. I still will watch it for uh, the Deflate Gate game. That was the AFC Championship. We got beat. Patriots went on to the Super Bowl. Watched that one. But I was, I, was, I feel Bowl. like I always watch the Super Bowl, though, even as a casual fan. Win, lose, yeah. whatever. And then, like, we weren't, like, close. It didn't come down to the last drive. And, like, oh, man, we barely – we got our ass whooped. So, it was kind of like, oh, all right, I'll watch to see if they go on and win it all. What round did they lose your rookie year? What's that? Was it, did the Patriots lose to the Jets your rookie no, year? No. My rookie year, we lost to the Ravens uh, at home. And then we lost then to the Jets my second year in the divisional round. Yeah. Uh, we had a bye week, four, like 14-2, I think, that year. Mm-hmm. That was the can't wait. And, uh, that was the, that was the yeah. can't wait, yeah. yeah. And we had that blew them out Scott, like real? fucking 45-3 to three or some shit on Monday Night Football yep. maybe four or five weeks prior to that. And then um, they got their get back. That was your Super Bowl year, AJ. Yeah, I guess it was. They all run together. For I, my rookie year, we did not make the playoffs. My rookie year in Green Bay, two thousand six, we started out four and eight. I believe we won our last four, went eight and eight, almost snuck into the playoffs. Didn't uh, make it. That was the year. That was Chicago and the Colts, I believe, oh, yeah. when Peyton got his first ring that yep. year, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Sexy in Rexy. the rain, wasn't that in the rain? Yeah, yeah, it was sexy Rexy. Hell of a year. Chicago Max returned Grossman. the opening kickoff, and then. Yeah. Hester, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, you just reminded me, too, when the Packers did lose that Seattle game, uh, I can remember New England fans being pissed because they all wanted to play 
uh, Rodgers in the playoffs, and that never oh, happened. Oh, did they? How did that, that never one happen? I hate to bring up bad memories, AJ. Oh, uh, we were up by a bunch, and then we had a meltdown, and had an onside kick. You remember? Fake yeah. field goal legit, for a touchdown. The remember the remember the two point conversion where Russell just chucked it to the left corner, yeah. and Luke oh, Wilson was just. I almost forgot there. about that. Yeah. See, no. No, uh, it was the but the thing everyone remember Brandon Bostick bobbled an oh, onside okay. kick. Yep. Yeah, Jordy was right he behind was, him. He was front line, yeah, D but you know, like I was on hands I was on hands my whole time too. I'm front liner, so my job balls wow. kick, I'm going to block. Yeah. I'm going to hit somebody. <laughs> and it was one of those in betweeners. He took a step back and went for it when Jordy oh. was right behind him ready to get it. I, I felt terrible for him. We all did, but man, what a tough way to end. That wasn't the only reason we lost. We had a ton of things. No, because what it, it went to reason. it went to OT, right? And then I, it was yep. like almost on the it was on yeah, one of the man. first plays of overtime. Russ threw like a forty yard touchdown. Yeah, and that was that was that was it probably was one of those. That yeah. was the most crushed I've ever been for sure. It ended, and I was like, how? It, yeah, the game ended, and everybody was in shock a little bit. It's one of those games. Yeah, because yeah. it just dom. I mean, Packers just dominated them for That's fucking so three. Three and three. Russ was crying. Quarters. I think Russ did interview after the game, yeah. crying on the field how happy he was. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was crying. I do believe Russell became the first quarterback to throw four picks and win a playoff game. Wow! And I cool. think he's the first and only quarterback to throw four picks and win a playoff. See, game. that makes me think it's rigged. That makes me think it's all scripted. Then, well, didn't you, you and Debo <laughs> were talking before the show when we were going over our script that uh, every year you guys would figure out what your, you know, how the season was going to end. Yeah, what's going on there with Arian Foster? Is Arian Arian's trolling people out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and it led to and some unbelievable internet. There was some awesome yeah. internet out there. Yeah, so what, like the reactions to his comments. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of like a lot of memes, like uh, basically a, a lot of so and so when they saw the script for <laughs> you know, like, yeah, Alex Smith <laughs> week eleven when he saw the script. Like for <laughs> Michael Vick's dog when he life. saw the script for the oh, so and so no. season. Yeah, exactly. Jets fans, every I need year. to dive in. Yeah, there. I need to dive in a little bit. Yeah, there were some all-time stuff. Nick Nick Foles when he saw the script that he would win the Super Bowl MVP <laughs> in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just led to some great internet. And then a bunch of people who didn't watch the video and just saw the cl- the the, <laughs> the, uh, the uh, <laughs> caption on top of it, and they're like, "Oh, see, I told you, yeah." yeah. It. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's a it's a good mix in there. He lost for sure. It's a good Arian, well, Arian Foster, he has great like delivery too. Like he hey, was, how he carries himself i could i haven't seen the clip actually i just read about it i can imagine he is very good at what it, the game is larry he's johnson right chimed in yet i don't i don't know if i've heard from larry oh larry's awesome larry's got a lot of views doesn't he about all that yeah. stuff. yeah uh arian was one of the first guests ever on this show when he uh was talking about wrestling wolves i believe that's right yeah really yeah really i think he dropped the album too didn't he rap album Maybe. yeah fino i'll tell you what that dude's <laughs> yeah. an interesting cat i like Arian. arian has been i yeah, I've known him for a while. Yeah, uh, and been around him a, a couple of times. He's an interesting dude, man. He's fun to talk to. Yeah, he he mentioned in the video that practice was just going over what That's would great. happen in the script, so that they would <laughs> they would go through every single game. That's what practice was all about. It was it was hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was so good. He yeah. had a uh, good for him. He yeah. had a stretch too. Oh yeah, he had a True. stretch. Too. He was a late pick. I'm not sure. Maybe free agent or six. I think he was undrafted. Yeah. 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 Out of Tennessee. Yeah. Out of Tennessee. Yeah. 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 He was just so he smooth. Was, uh, we were in the senior. Bowl same year, but he left early for some reason. But anyway, his his I don't know how long that stretch was, but Houston he was a problem. Like his jump cuts going from the fucking B gap to he was a fucking problem out of the back. And he was everything. he's bigger than people think yeah. too, man. You better you better figure it out once you get there because that dude will run you over. No not way. to not to completely change, um, but I was it just popped up. You were talking about Houston, like did they have to give D'Amico 
insurances that, like, hey, we're not going to fire our third coach in three years. Like, hey, we're not going to do that to you. And explain potentially what happened to the previous two. Yeah. I would have asked that if I was D'Amico right? sitting in that interview. I'd be like, okay, guys, we, do we have realistic expectations on what's going to happen here when I become the head coach? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think I'm going to be able to take these guys to the Super Bowl year one? Now, in his mind, he's thinking, hey, I can come in here, change the culture, get some players. We're going to win some games. Let's go on a run. Let's go to the playoffs and make a run. He's thinking that. But I would imagine he had to ask some questions like, I need to, I need to feel like you're going to give me enough time to build what I want to build. I think any coach wants that. But then all of a sudden, you, what if you start out 0-6? And yeah, it's not exactly. even D'Amico's fault. Like, you don't know. Yeah. Other right. things, there's so many other things going on, especially it's always like from the top down. How is, is the ownership and everyone above you giving you what you need, I guess, to win? Yeah, That's the question. It, it helps him too, right, looking around that division that the Jags are kind of the only team that have – yeah. everything together like i don't know if the titans are for sure going with ryan Tannehill sure. next year like it's not as if the texans are on like the bottom of a <laughs> massive hill to climb yeah, in the afc south like at least it is favorable for him and i feel like obviously you know Bengals they go from shitty to the super bowl and you know the eagles they made this they made the playoffs but then they go all the way to the super bowl but even when you look at like the giants where it was the giants didn't really change their roster they didn't really get anybody new and Dayball just came in and basically completely flipped the culture. Like it feels like D'Amico Ryan's will be able to do that, yeah. and he gets to pick his quarterback. Like they, that that's a great situation where he gets to go through an entire draft with two top, I don't know, top ten picks. I forget 15, where they're, yeah, fifteen pick picks. Resource. Like they have, they have great, they have a great chance to do something. And who says they don't trade back and get even more? You know, yeah. so yeah. Like they have room. Do they have some money to get some free agents as well? I assume. I, I think the only guy paid yeah, on their roster is Tunsil. Yeah, without that Deshaun Watson contract for sure. And then I, I feel like from the Texan standpoint, it's the first hire out of the last three where you feel like it's like a legit hire. I, I, the, the, like he the, could be here for a long yeah, time. Yeah, like Dave, yeah. I, that yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. It was a surprise when he hired him. And then Lovey Smith, I, I kind of remember when that process was going on, it was kind of like, you know, he was in the building the whole time and then he just kind of, I felt like, Kind of almost settled. Okay, I'll like do it. it. Yeah, yeah, you know, settled with <laughs> sure. Lovey, and Lovey's obviously a respected coach, been around for a while on the pro and the college level, I believe. But uh, I feel like D'Amico Ryan's being a hot name, obviously, you know, being a player and a leader there. You see, you know, how ecstatic JJ Watt seems um, that he's getting the job. So I feel like they got the right guy. So I will hope, um, and already having that long-term relationship with the with the ownership ownership group and the front office and stuff kind of like Saturday I would hope he would have a realistic timeline of hey we got it this is my three to five year plan of JJ where we back. can get JJ I feel like JJ will definitely be, be in that cool. building in some capacity even Andre Johnson yeah. I feel like a lot of the OGs will definitely come back Matt Schaub yeah maybe oh yeah Shabby. is Schaub still playing is Schaub on a roster right yeah, now yeah I think so He's playing no. for the Seattle Dragons right what I think he's the starter for the XFL team what? this year yeah. The Arena League's coming back, boys. You what? see that? Hell yeah. I did see that. Arena who's, League's going to use... Who's bringing it back? Bon Jovi? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I, he could be one of the... Him and Jaws. Him Remember Jaws yeah. was big on that? Oh, Philadelphia yeah. Soul. Philadelphia Soul, baby. Yeah. yeah, that's foolish because Dewey is going to put everyone down in the yeah. XFL. I mean, he hasn't won a lot in these last couple of years, so <laughs> I refuse to Jesus. think that he won't dominate. Dwayne Johnson hasn't won a lot in the last couple of years? No. He spent 15 years. Remember Terramana? Listen, AJ, he spent 15 years of his life on Black Adam in 
It tanked. Did he really? There, no, he didn't. That's, that's what, what he, he said. said. That's from, that's from him, confused. not from me. Was Okay, this Black Adam character. Is this a character in comic books from back in the day? Yes. Yeah. So OG. he didn't invent this character. He just wanted to take this character and make it a big-time thing and make it its own franchise. Wanted to bring it to the silver screen, yes. yes. Okay, Terrible. well, those are lofty expectations. Those are tough. That's that's tough to do. To man. be honest, he saying? did take it to the silver screen. Though. He did. Yeah, he just completely failed in what his expectations. Did it technically lose out. money? Here's the oh, thing. it lost like three hundred million. Here's the thing, though. Terramana is worth almost four billion now. Yeah. No, shut up. Swear no, it, it actually is. It's worth a dude. All those, all those billion. things. How do you think fucking Ryan Reynolds built? Bought a soccer team. That's right. Well, I know like George Clooney and old Randy Gerber sold Obvious their tequila for one bill for a bill though. Yeah, one billion. but they instead of mana. Yeah, and the I believe that company, the Clooney one, they sold like a hundred fifty. Yeah, they sold like hundred fifty thousand cases in a year, and then it got sold for a billion. And Terramana sold like seven hundred thousand cases. Clooney's. Where are yeah. you getting these numbers? Uh, no, this is just, I remember when we looked into this, because I also yeah. didn't believe that Terramano was that successful. I had no idea it was that big. And then, I yeah, that, that was the comparison, was Casamigos sold for a billion, Listen. and it was 150, <laughs> and that's how they wow. said four billion. You sell it, Dwayne. You sell that thing, Dwayne. You haven't Why's been hot? to the Bees on a Wednesday night for a mona tequila, for a monorita? What's the Bees? Applebee's. Applebee's. Oh, excuse me. What's the Do bees? they serve it there? I don't think, they, I yeah, don't they think have I've monoritas. seen Terramano served at any bar. Oh, that. bullshit. Any <laughs> Everywhere. I gotta ask. I guess I've never. I don't know what to look ask for. How would you know? Yeah, yeah, what's Bob been drinking lately? I figure he gets one for every Anything lunch. Anything they give him. Anything they throw <laughs> his way, I think he would drink. Hell yeah. Yes, no. He does not discriminate. Bob loves. He he loves being like. Hey, I'm gonna start out with a white wine. Then I'm gonna go margarita. Then I'm going a, a shot of. <laughs> what? Then I'm gonna have an old fashioned. What? Then I might have a Bud Light. What? Good call. Then he might top it off with like a, a Bailey's and Kahlua. Ooh, why? He might have like a, a, a decaf coffee that he pours vodka in or whiskey in. <laughs> Does he spend? And then he just keeps going. And then he lo- then he wakes up and he works out at five in the morning and does a radio show. Well, next time you're at the Finger Factory, ask them for a monorita, okay? Yeah. And you what well, you forgot to what mention is the Finger Bob? Factory? Do you know? The Chapas. Chapas. Oh my goodness! I didn't know the shorthand we had for that. That's pretty good. Well, it's not shorthand. I haven't been there. Ooh. Urban just did a good Long podcast. Urban did a good podcast. Urban did a good pod uh, with uh, All Things Covered. Brian McFadden and uh, Patrick Peterson. Urban's did? Or, yeah, oh, you, had, oh had, you mean Man to Man's biggest competitor? Yeah, you mean uh, the guys yeah, who hate. Yeah, there's no competition. <laughs> you know, we're all doing our thing, man. But, uh, yeah, yeah, one of his clips, is, they asked him who was the best player he had ever coached. And, um Undoubtedly, Percy Harvin. He said, "Really, really, all the guys, all John the teams, you know, Tebow's Timmy Tebow. and the yeah, Pouncey's and all. You know, Hayden to Percy Harvin. What happened to Percy? Headaches? Didn't migraines? Uh, yeah. Oh wow, Urban looks very happy. We know what he's doing. Uh, didn't? <laughs> isn't there a story? And I don't know if he's talked about this or if anyone on here can confirm it. But Percy Harvin, after they won the national championship, they were doing like a conditioning test, getting ready for the next season." And Percy Harvin said, fuck this. I don't want to do this. And the next day they did five on five basketball for conditioning. What? Yes, that is. A, I never I've never that. heard that. Yeah. Okay. So I can basically tell everyone that it's true. <laughs> or, or are we saying that it's not I, true? I try to no confirm it on the next break. Yes, please. Yeah, for sure. I've never yeah. heard that. I don't see that going over with. Urban Urban Myers, yeah, the college coach. I don't either. Uh, I don't know. But, hey, he said that's the best player he coached. So yeah, so if Percy said it. 
Unless Percy gave him like his Bang Bros password or something, then Herman <laughs> might have yeah. been okay with it. Yeah, maybe Big ex- butts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exchanged exactly. his uh, condition test for a browser's account. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That does actually <laughs> seems like a fair so. trade <laughs> for Urban. Yeah, you tell me yeah, I don't does. have to. You, you guys are drawing by basketball, and I get to watch oh, Lisa Ann videos all day. Yeah, sure. You know how many athletes Urban had? He recruited to Florida when he was coaching Florida. Too Those oh, rosters yeah. were unbelievably mm-hmm. talented. Yeah, I so mean, much team speed. There's that one. There's the one uh, like meme about the Florida Gators at I think it was his last year. At one point, had like I mean Cam. Th- there was 14 or 15 NFL guys on unreal. there. Yeah, including Aaron Hernandez, both yeah. the Pouncey brothers, Tebow, Janoris, Janoris Jenkins, Riley Cooper, Major Wright, Cam Newton, um, Ohio State ones too. AJ, the Ohio State ones were all NFL dudes. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah, I mean, hey, Herbs knows how to win football games. He knows how to recruit talent. That is for sure. We know that. Oh, here we go. Is this real? What? I don't know. Where is this, <laughs> where is this from? Let's tweet uh, it this. says, Dern, you know I mean? uh, can you read it, AJ? Uh, sure, I can read it for you, Common. Now, I'm, before I – I don't know what this says, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna try to uh, – this is alleged, I guess. During off-season conditioning before the 2007 season, the team was running stadium steps, and at one part, one point, Harvin, according to sources, sat down and refused to run. Okay, I haven't really seen that happen too much in my uh, when I've played. But mm-hmm. when confronted by strength condition coaches, Harvin, who failed to return calls and texts to his cell phone to comment on the story, said, "This Shit. expletive ends now." Or, wow, or yeah, that's a bold statement. The next day, a former player said, "We were playing basketball as conditioning." Okay, I mean. If I was the rest of that team, I would want to shake his hand and say, thank you. <laughs> we get to play. Thank you, Percy. We were playing basketball. basketball. We're still getting a great workout, but it's much more fun now, actually. The basketball conditioning is, is five on five is no joke. completely different also, than football Also, I don't believe this, too, though, because I don't know many coaches that are going to be having yeah. guys play five on five because that's when they're all Injuries. scared to death they're going to get hurt. Yeah, when exactly. especially when Tebow runs his head into, like, the, <laughs> the post of the you charges? Can you imagine? And, and, like, six Guys are taking stitches. charges. Tebow hurts you, though, Tebow guy's just saying he's going hard in the paint. You know, two hands on the ball, driving down the lane. Right. Jump maybe stop, goes face. too fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Smashes his head off the post. I don't really believe this con, man. I'm not sure I can believe this con. It's not like I fucking wrote the article. What do you <laughs> mean you can't believe this? Pretty uh, you're using the term it's from a fan-sided article. You may as well have wrote it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, how am I supposed to know that? I'm That's not like back someone there. That says that if someone puts pictures of themselves on Instagram and they say they're a model. No, Great. I think Hunter S. Thompson right? wrote that, actually. I think it was. <laughs> well, he's, you know what? He is a prolific writer, Ty. So if that's him, if that's Hunter S. Thompson, congrats. I know Johnny Depp paid like $10, billion, $10 million to shoot him into space, right? His ashes, didn't he do that? Yep. When Hunter died, he, they got him cremated. And he shot his ashes all out of a cannon with fireworks. And really? Yep, classic Depp. Nice. That's the rumor. Like Johnny it. Depp's a stand-up guy. He is. <laughs> that's what everybody says about him, right? Yep, that's right. Oh, that's right. boy. How are you guys doing back there, guys? You doing all right? Did you guys get Nick a cake for his birthday or anything? Uh, yesterday, Nick's lady brought a cake in. It was it, a pretty cool Captain America shield ice cream cake. It was pretty cool. Cake. It was very cool. Yeah. Did she make it or something? I don't believe I don't so. Know. There was some very professional fondant on the top of it. Uh, You're saying she doesn't have that in her repertoire, Tony? I know that she, she definitely has that in her repertoire. She's Come on, very Tony. Har- she's very, so has a very hardworking profession. I don't know if she has the time. Uh, thank you. She's an incredible baker, but she did not bake that. Uh, it was store-bought. Uh, AJ, thank you again for bringing up my birthday. Appreciate it. You really don't need to do that, Why? but nonetheless, thank you. 
Well, of course, we don't need to do anything, do we, Nick? But we want to celebrate you another another year on this earth. You're doing no, great, no, you? you don't. Uh, I understand the way you work and the inner machinations of one AJ Hawk and what you're trying to do. But thank you, nonetheless. I'm not. I promise you, Nick. There's no ill will. There's no like secret agenda I have by by representing you and your birthday and telling you happy birthday. Honestly, what what could be bad about that? What could I be trying to work here? Uh, well, earlier you, I said I was just trying to catch up to you, and you told me that's not how aging works. But you're you're, you're always experimenting with stem cells and things mm-hmm. to make yourself yeah, younger. Blood. And you look incredible. The complexion, your skin, everything. So maybe you could just give us some tips on how we can uh, how we can uh, catch up to you in that fashion. Yeah, how do you I'd do it, man? First off, I'm not doing – you guys, I'm not playing in this game. You should, Adrena you know, you should be on I'm a Nugenics commercial with Big Frank. You Let me should. Know. You, Frank Thomas, and Doug Flutie. Do you have a blood boy? A what? <laughs> Do you a blood boy. cycle a younger person's on, blood you, through your body? Yeah, you've seen the movie. Oh, uh, if that helped, I, mean, I would maybe try it. I don't know. How do you do that? You've you, seen like, the movie. Blood doping, take some kid, and you, what movie? Uh, driving through the desert with sand. I've never heard of that. Mad is Max. that a movie? Mad Max, there it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he does in the movie? Drives through the desert with sand. Yeah, that was the working Witness title. Me. Mm-hmm. That was the working title. I'm shocked that one yep. didn't make the uh, make the poster. Pretty much, but yeah, that's the whole plot, really. To be honest with you. <laughs> well, I maybe I have to check that one out, Tone. I'm, okay. I really what, what was that show Pat told me to watch? That's, that's out right now. Episode. Last of Us. Last of Us. Last of Us. Did you I'm watch hearing it? from. A, I'm I'm hearing people. I, I'm getting closer to watching. I'm hearing it's good. Yeah, this last episode was uh, episode three, and it was essentially a movie, um, basically a short story format of the these two characters of the show that play a pretty pivotal role mm-hmm. to the two main characters. They're, they're also called the greatest episode in TV history. Which uh, it undoubtedly that. is not. But <laughs> I cannot go into a show knowing people said that because then your expectations so, yeah, are way too high. Well, that. let's just say Jeff Bezos tweeted about it. it. Jeff Bezos tweeted? Yeah, exactly. One, he has a Twitter. Two, he tweeted about it. Yeah. What did he say? He said episode three was pure magic. Unbelievable. Isn't wow. it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. I HBO. HBO. Does he own HBO? Why would he tweet about something he doesn't that's own? Exactly. That's how, that's how you know it's that good. And also Ron Swanson is the main character of the yeah. third episode. Ooh. Well, I, I'm going to – well. Maybe when the fourth episode comes out, and then I can really sit down and watch it and not have to just tune. Is it an hour long, each one? The first one was an hour and a half. Second one was an hour. Jeez. Third one was an hour 15. I have plans to catch up on the flight to Phoenix. Bingo. There you go. Hey, you know what? I might, yeah, I'll have to, maybe I'll, can you download on HBO Max? Oh, on yeah. Your yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. Are you flying okay, maybe. Columbus to California? I'm coming out there. Yeah, I'll meet you guys out there. California. California. Uh, Arizona. <laughs> Arizona, yeah, same thing. Yeah, I'll meet you same guys thing. out there. When Thank you, guys, you. When are you going out? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Yep. Sunday. Sunday morning. I'll be out there, I'll be out there Sunday night uh, to, to see you boys. <laughs> it should be fun. <laughs> nice. nice. Looks like it's going to be a great, I'm making sauce. A great atmosphere. I'm making sauce all day, so hopefully you get there in time before dinner. Okay? Are you serious? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing the cutlets. Yeah, we're doing a whole entire thing like a uh, Jersey Shore family dinner. Yeah. Are we really? Yeah. I'll, I'll be out there Sunday night, Sunday not too dinner. late. I want to take part. I we'll be boil some dinner. chicken for you. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cut it no, up make with some, some of those cutlets. Put some cutlets with some uh, some pepper on there and some spices. I love that. You don't eat mm. breaded chicken. I, bring, no, I didn't say breaded. I didn't got say garlic bread. Bread. I got the garlic rolls. Okay. Those are the you can bread, bread chicken. You can take rolls. chicken and put it in a Texas little Texas egg toast, wash Texas and then put the little like Boom. you know put the little deals on it and then put it in the oven. It's not like you're deep frying it. No, it's still really good. No, yeah, it's, that's exactly what we're doing. I'll dice up the garlic. 
just dice cards. Are you guys serious? Or are you messing around? Like I don't. I feel like you're joking. We're serious. Why would we be joking about this? Does Diggs? I know Diggs is very Italian. Does he actually really cook like that? Yeah, yeah I got a sauce recipe. He has good gravy. Passed down from generation to generation. The first Diggy Julio who did it actually <laughs> was in what? What was Diggy it, Tony? Julio? Like the uh, 1450s? How you say that? Oh, way earlier than that, my friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was when uh, it was when the 300 Brave Souls unfortunately passed away, um, and then Sparta, huh? Sparta. Yeah, the and then they went and they conquered, and then they came back, and that was when the first sauce recipe was created. Mm-hmm. That uh, has been passed down for me. <laughs> what? Uh, you heard him. Don't, yeah. don't you? Don't you disrespect? Yeah, him. How would you say his name? Oh, no, I say his name? oh what? Tonya, what is? No, did you get to eat with it. him, D Butt? Uh, he did take me to his favorite. Uh, pizza spot out there in Jersey. Right. I have oh. not eaten anything that Sal has cooked, but he has talked a few times about his cooking skills. So, He's uh, a cooking guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Has to be. And he didn't cook I mean, for you one time. No. Okay. Well, I, I got. I got over. Yeah, I got to yeah, call yeah, bullshit yeah. that either he isn't a good cook. I mean, one. What, what, or two, he just hates your guts. <laughs> no, hey, invite me out oh, pretty early and say, okay. "Hey, but I got to take you to my favorite pizza spot." You know, you walk you in. Guys, go you to know. the Bada Bing after. No, 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 no. <laughs> just gave, you know, just gave me some game. Nice. Dropped some gems on yep. me. That was the gentleman's club, right? Yeah, yeah. And Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. Bada bang. I I listened to those actors talk about shooting those scenes. And they said how weird it was. They'd be like in a, they'd have. I don't know if it was actually a real strip club, but they, I think it brought real adult dancers and they would sit there and have to like dance for 10 straight hours while they're trying to film these scenes <laughs> oh, boo. Be, like awkward <laughs> boo. Like, you sit over, you're gonna sit over there and touch your wiener con in the corner and be happy <laughs> uh, sorry aj i wasn't really uh paying attention this is a sports show uh and this yeah. third hour has been off to a hot last of a start <laughs> You don't realize James Gandolfini played fullback at Rutgers? Yeah, you don't I remember did. that? I knew he played well, fullback. Well, he actually never Rock had the makings of a varsity athlete, so. That's what Uncle, Ju- Uncle June used to always tell June. him that. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but Uncle June him. was in the muff. I mean, rough. <laughs> oh. Does the does Soprano still hold up? Anyone oh, go back yes. Uh, big time. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've been trying. I, I really have. You don't um, think he does? No, I've never seen the whole thing start to finish. So I uh, went back, started it. I think I watched too many episodes at once, and I lost steam. So I'm like halfway through season three. I have been for about two years now. Okay. Well, you know, we do have Amanda Serrano coming on yes. a little bit as well, and she's fighting at MSG, and I know that's not exactly where Sopranos. Sopranos <laughs> takes place in Jersey, I believe, right? Yeah, Very there's close. some scenes in New York as well, though. He goes and meets Johnny Sachs. Yeah. Doesn't his daughter go he to school does. in New York? Yeah, she does. She goes to NYU. Mm-hmm. Boom. Meadow? Is her name Meadow? Yes. Yeah. In the show, and her and Turtle hooked up. They got together. <laughs> that up. was an entourage, yep. I thought. That was an entourage. See, they all run together. Were they at the same time? Uh, entourage started after yeah. the Sopranos. Did Ent- Was there a time when entour- or, Ent- or, uh, Sopranos would run, and then directly after it would be... Um, I'm sorry, Sopranos would be on like 8 to 9, then 9 to 10 would be Entourage? No. You sure? Yeah, I think he- Entourage was before. Sopranos was always end of the night. Entourage was only half an hour. But same night, though. But same night. So they, that's a hell of a night of appointment watching TV if they're both back-to-back. Absolutely. Right? I mean, that was when HBO really had their fastball. They had multiple, you know, hour-long Ooh. dramas or, you know, yeah, Entourage. Now, they've separated them now. So, like, oh, The yeah. Last of Us leaves in, leads into Succession, and I'm pretty sure I could be mm. wrong. When Succession ends, is that when Game of Thrones starts again? Entourage Probably. started in 2004. Sopranos ended in 2007, so there was some. So, uh, so we had a little bit of a run, a little bit of a crossover. D. But did you watch Sopranos? I did not. I did. Have not. you seen any of them? 
I probably caught an episode here and there, but no, nah, I didn't. I, it was good. Too I enjoyed it. It was back in the day, like, like Ty said. They yeah. were rolling. HBO had it figured out for a while. I don't know if I could go back and watch it now, though. I don't know if it would hold up for me or not. It's it good. absolutely it's, holds it, up. That's where uh, Oh comes from. <laughs> oh, see, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It's a, pr- it's a lot of great, no great things that I have. I didn't watch. I haven't watched The Wire. Great. Oh, see, uh, I did. I went back and watched that a few years ago. Yeah. That Long is bus. legit. Nah, that's legit. When the big TV, like I never. I, Appointment TV was never really my, unless it was sports. That was really the only thing I would show up and really watch. Time t- Game of Thrones, I watched that shit. Like, really? It, once I got to my older age, I would start watching shit. Succession, you Billions, the last of us? before they lost one of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> no, haven't started that yet, but okay. I will. Yeah, Play Billions so. is awesome. Who'd they lose on Billions that you don't like? Who'd you oh, who'd they lose? Um, not Axe. Giamatti. Well, no. Axe, they did lose Axe. I think I saw the Axe. first three Axe. seasons. Is it still going? Uh, no, it ended last year. I know Brian Koppelman wrote it. He's awesome. He wrote Rounders. I watched the first Axe two or three seasons of Billions. That's, what, that's when I stopped. That's when I stopped. Went to the last season. Homeland. He was it. in Homeland, which I liked for a little while. That yeah. first season of Homeland is unbelievable. That. Best season of TV. Stop all time. watching. Tony told me I got to watch Jack Ryan. Yep. Great. Jack Ryan's one I got to get on. With Crash. Blacklist was a, a favorite of mine. I love Blacklist. <laughs> oh, I yeah. I, oh, I didn't red, see that. Red, red, red. What? Good villain slash hero. One of the worst female leads of all time. And Blacklist. Show. Whoa. Yeah. Tony. Who is that? Who is it? Megan Bone? No. <laughs> I don't know her name. But Jeez. Wasn't good. Good team. Who is it? I don't know. A guy he doesn't know. Lady. No, it's a Lady. guy or girl? No, Diggs doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Red, Red, Red Reddington did his best to carry that show, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is all over my head. I have no idea okay. about any of these. Well, hey, do you guys think Sean Payton will fix Russell Wilson or no? Hell yeah. Look at Evan. Look at Evan. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. Back on Good try, Evan. Good yeah, I'm try. sorry. I had to do it. Yeah, no, I tried. They didn't They didn't take my bait either, Foxy. Uh, you know I think so. I th- I told D-Bud. I thought Russell Wilson closed the I season wanna, on a high note. Did he? I want to ask D-Bud that, too, because that's a great question you bring up, though, Evie. Before uh, Amanda Serrano comes on here in a little bit, can he fix Russell Wilson? Is Russell Wilson Ooh. broke, or is it just a part of the scheme he was running? He couldn't figure that part out. Like, what's the deal, and what's Sean Payton going to do to get him to that next level? I definitely think Russ is fixable, and Sean Payton shit was the best guy available uh, to do it. You know, we always talk about you know short quarterbacks with Breeze and things like that, but obviously Russ has been dealing with that his whole life. Um, he, the fall off he had last year was just so crazy that it's, I feel like it had to be like a one-off. That was an outlier to me. Uh, he didn't Is it like a confidence thing you think, D-Butt? Sorry to cut you off. Like It felt weird like he didn't know where to go yeah. with it. It was just it was awkward. It's, be- it's got to be something between the ears. It's got- and I know he lost his um, what, mental coach or yeah. something like yeah, that. And, and obviously that, that was big for him. You saw it on the film, but you know – uh, you know, even though okay. everybody might not love him as a teammate, you know he's a, a great guy uh, when it comes to preparation, visualization, knowing the playbook, knowing pe- and it just did, he almost looked like a, a, a late round rookie out there playing in the, in the NFL was just too fast for him. Didn't know where guys were going, so I think Sean Payton and his scheme uh, will definitely help uh, help my ex. I ex the, uh, the stage here um, during the break. Like, how many games does Russ win next year? I think Ty said eleven. Nine. Was, Nine? Yeah, you I said had 11. 11. Okay, Connor had 11. Six. And then you said, and Tone says six. So I don't know. I'll say, say run at 10. Yeah, and that mental coach is a big deal. Von Miller mentioned it about he how did. yeah, about how big that guy actually played in both their lives. Uh, so like, that is definitely a thing. I think also you got to consider maybe Nathaniel Hackett had no idea what <laughs> he was doing 
obviously that was something, even though no matter... Or he had no idea what he was getting into. Like, Russ yeah, wasn't yeah. what exactly. he thought he was. That's definitely part of it. But I feel like there were still flashes of Russ. Like, even against the right. Colts. Against the Colts when they lost 12-9 to on Thursday Night Football, there were even some plays where he would, like, run out of the pocket on the run and put a ball right on a guy. And then it was like, oh, okay, so he can still do it. Yeah. Um, maybe Payton can help, and then... They lost Tim Patrick. He was their number three wide receiver. They paid him a boatload of money right before the season. So he, he gets back. Yeah, he's fast as hell. And they still have a lot of the defense, right? You know, they lose Bradley Chubb, but they still have Sertain and Simmons and dudes over there. That guy from Ohio, Ohio State, State who yeah. played really well. Um, so I think I think the Broncos are going to make a run at it. I really do. I mean, that division's impossible to – very, very <laughs> tough to win in. Obviously, two teams already went there, and – if the Raiders get like a Jimmy G or something, maybe they become a completely new team too. But I think he'll do well. I really do. I think it is interesting I, though. It's going around right mm -hmm. now when you look at uh, Sean Payton's like career resume compared to Mike McCarthy's, and it's almost identical. Oh, yeah. McCarthy, I think, has been to the playoffs three more times, but the perception that like mm -hmm. McCarthy is kind of just like a big dumb dipshit yeah. who lucked into having Rodgers be his quarterback and you know you look at everything but I think that's why you know like I don't know not everyone's saying it but it's like is Sean Payton really as good as everyone is giving him credit for or is part of that kind of just like almost like a lackluster amount of candidates this year like because it it really did seem like he was he was up here and then everyone else in terms of at least on the offensive yeah. side of the ball is kind of way down here and that's what kind of happens when you when you i feel like at least when you step away from the game like you step away and, and then you're like okay now you're the belt of the ball this guy's out he's got a super bowl championship he beat peyton man in that super bowl and when you watched um i don't know when you watch them play like when you watch aaron Rodgers and you watch drew Brees, like and you had to say okay which one is more of a a system quarterback, which one is more of their success coming because of this system? You would say Drew Brees. Like, right. It was just such a, like, boom, he hit that back step. He was hitting his guy. Timing, was, everything. Yeah, timing, yeah, the seams, there. the digs, like everything was just the run game, the screen game. So um, you saw that with McCarthy too, but the plays that Aaron Rodgers would make, you'd be like, shit, I can go coach. Hey, I can go yeah. coach that fucking guy. And then LaFleur comes in and wins 13-13-13. So um, th that's probably the, the separator there. But, yeah, on, on paper, their resumes are very, very similar. But I think from a football schematic standpoint, you'll definitely, I would definitely give the edge to uh, Sean Payton, in my opinion, for sure. What is the perception? Like, perception is reality a lot of times in the NFL. When it comes to coaches, like, it is weird sometimes. You can look at stats of wins and how much points they put, all these different mm -hmm. things. And some people can look very similar on paper, but people don't view them as even, like, comparable at times. Is it just because of the narrative that is built because of when they do speak to the media, how they sound? Like, do people just feel like Big Mike's just a big Pittsburgh tough <laughs> guy and Sean Payton's this guru behind the scenes pulling all the strings? Like, what, are they, what do people think? Well, even, like, this year, I feel like, you know, I mean – Everyone kills him, but they don't. They don't really kill Kellen. Uh, Kellen Moore at all, like you know, and he's gone. But like the game management stuff, all that. It just seems like with the Cowboys, at least anything, anytime something goes negative, it's Dak and McCarthy. That's it. Like whether whether that's fair or not. But like, yeah, I mean McCarthy. You know, he wins yeah. fucking thirteen games, and and people are being like, uh, you got a shit can this guy. You got to get rid of him. Like, look who. Look who else is available. You got to go get Sean Payton. Like, I don't know if it's fair. Maybe part of it is because of the way things ended in Green Bay, like kind of sour yeah. there with, 
you know, and yeah. he won the Super Bowl in 2010, and it was kind of going to the playoffs but didn't actually win the big one for, for quite some time. But it is interesting how, you know, like I mean, I, I feel like he does get a lot of shade mm-hmm. in comparison to, like, when you actually look at his resume, what he's done. Well, did Big Mike call plays uh, in Green Bay? Yeah. So yeah. Like, always did for a little for a quick minute. He did give up play calling duty to Tom Clements, and then he took it back like halfway through the season. So is that why? Because recency bias, he hasn't been calling plays in Dallas. So mm-hmm. people are just thinking about how Sean McVay called plays throughout his entire career, and then he's coming back obviously to call plays too. Like, would that be? A yeah, reason? Sean. Yeah, Sean Payton always called plays, right? If he's head coach yeah, of the uh-huh. team, he's always called the plays. I guess that's part of it. It's yeah. I don't know what it is, man. It is weird. It's just like whatever perception people have of people that of different people that don't really know, but you, we watch on TV and we see them interact with their, you know, their their players and the media. Yeah. I guess we just form our own opinion. And people like when Jason Garrett was there in Dallas, though they people killed him all the time, didn't mm-hmm. they? Called oh, him yeah. a clapper. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's all he did. As yeah, now, that's he obviously did a lot more than that. Too, well, yeah. that spotlight. What. I mean, no matter what, with these coaches who coach the great quarterbacks, like they're only going to get judged by yeah. how their teams do, and like they're like it's like Belichick. It's all now. Super Bowls now, though. Like before, exactly. it used to be, hey, this person yeah. won a ton of games. Now it's like, who cares what your regular season record is? Mm-hmm. How many rings do you have? Like that's all people care about. And and with Belichick now, it's the well without Brady, and it, this hasn't happened yet. But with Andy Reid, I assume when his career's over, people will say, well, without Mahomes, and he had a lot of success in the Eagles, but to your point, he never won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. So, like, people mm-hmm. will discredit what, you know, his best achievements were because it was with Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, you got to have a quarterback if you want to win Super Bowls exactly. and want to score. Just like a great I, D I coordinator. Like, the know. Ravens back in the day, though. Think about that, D. But the Ravens, when they're winning with Ray Lewis and everything, yep. what was it 2000, 2001, whatever yeah, 2000. it was? Yeah. They Without all those studs on defense, you wouldn't be able to have that awesome scheme and just shut everybody down at the same time. Yeah, you you you, you got to have fucking play. I don't, I don't care yeah. what sport, what, what game you're playing, shit, basketball with Phil Jackson and Pop, like they had fucking Hall of Fame play. Look at the Spurs now without, you know, yeah. Duncan and these Hall of Fame players that uh, Phil Jackson had. Belichick, you know, Brady, that's a 20-year run. A lot of people have had great quarterbacks. Nobody's gone and won fucking six chips. Um, so you got you got to have great players, but the Andy Reid thing, I think, I think he's kind of different because he's you seen him evolve from you know it didn't matter who was that quarterback you know from uh, Vic to McNabb to uh, who was the guy that came in the second rounder Kevin Cobb Kevin, Kevin Cobb Cobb played a little Cobb. bit Nick Foles. and then Alex Smith was successful under him Patrick Mahomes and you saw once he got Mahomes which nobody pegged as like the next great one. But once he got Mahomes, you saw his offense evolve, you know, with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. So I think uh, I think Andy Reid, when he hangs it up, he'll probably be looked at as like probably after mm-hmm. Bill Walsh, probably like the best offensive-minded oh, play yeah. caller. Absolutely. Yeah. I think so, too. I just mm-hmm. know that that conversation will happen. Yeah. Like without Mahomes, was Andy Reid as good as he was? Gotcha. I mean, Getting I think he – yeah, I think he's the offensive Bill Belichick. Like yeah. I, I even think he could go down as Seems the greatest like offensive it. mind. Well, yeah, because, yeah, he did it with – I mean, he went to the NFC Championship four years in a row, too, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's Did you guys see him post-game? In the AFC Championship, now. Oh, yeah. You guys see him post-game on the stage uh, after they won when he got the mic and they interviewed him. He seemed, he seemed awesome. He seemed like such a nice, happy dude. He's like, oh, how about this? We're back, going back-to-back Super Bowls. The work's not done. <laughs> you still got a couple practices left before we head out there. But work, we're, 
he was just so happy, it felt like. And yeah. I was glad to see a coach actually happy. I mean, and when he was walking out at halftime of the divisional round where he's just like fist bumping Lil John, <laughs> like just the, the <laughs> stuff he does is awesome. Everybody loves Big Red. Yeah, he's yeah. just the man. Yeah, everyone, I talked to guys that play there and they all, I'm like, yeah. man, for real, what's Andy Reid really like? And they're like, honestly, man, he's the best. Like, he is so cool. He's he's found a good balance of, like, like Deba and I were talking about. Holding guys accountable, mm-hmm. making sure you're accountable to your teammates. No one's jacking around, you know, being idiots every single day. Like they know what the standard is, but then he also lets them be themselves. Like so, whatever that balance is, it's hard to find. But I feel like Andy Reid definitely has found it. He probably wants to keep this thing rolling as long as he oh, can, yeah. for sure. And obviously, he got the X and O's part down. But I also think that's a part of the reason why his uh, coaching tree has been so successful. Phew. Doug Peterson, uh, Sirianni. Guys like to work for him, too. Yeah. Think about that. Uh-huh. Exactly, like yep. Assistants know, like, trust me, you talk to any coach in the NFL, they'll tell you who not to work for. <laughs> they'll say who they who you don't want to work for as a head coach because yeah. they can drastically change what your lifestyle is like. And Andy Reid is a guy that assistants love to coach for, so I think there's a reason. He attracts these great coaches. Facts. Big red, man. Uh, there is, Breaking um, news. Yeah. Uh-oh, Breaking news, Tone. You want to let the people know? Well, it's, it concerns your Miami Dolphins. What? Tua has officially cleared the concussion protocol. Congratulations. A long time Scare after me. he went into it. Nice. Scare me. Scare me for a second. Yeah, I was going to say Tua retired, and I thought it was the break. Yeah, news. me too. My I thought everyone's calling for him to retire. Aren't they saying he should never play again? They, oh, yeah. A lot of people, people did saying, say yeah. that. A lot of a lot of people who you know. Okay. Uh, but that's what? a long time. It, it is. Protocol. It is a long time, and I've actually had to clear uh, concussion protocol after the season. And you still kind of really? got to go through the song and dance. You got to put your pass on, have some contact. Really? Actually, you me. serious? Yeah, after so, the season, you had so, to do that. Yeah, me and uh, Dequell Jacks. I actually got to find the video. We both, to hit Dequell. Yep, we both had concussions, and we both <sighs> had to go out there with our pads on. We actually put t-shirts over our pads. We looked absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> had to record it. <laughs> I uh, had to go out there, you know, just some light bullshit thuds. Uh, but it was probably – probably took a good two weeks. But obviously it was no rush, so I'm sure they took their sweet time with Tua. Um, I don't – you know, will he have missed six games or five games or however many games at this point? Maybe. But uh, it's not that concerning because it's the off season. There's no real timeline to rushing back. So take your time. Take a couple weeks off. Come back and clear protocol um, if that's how it went. Now, if he was trying to get out of this thing – you know, every couple of days, now that's much more concerning for the for the the long haul. Well, at I this point, it doesn't really matter, right? Year. It's just like yeah, all anyone's going to talk about is what happens if he got, fucking gets a concussion yeah. Oh, yeah. the first game next year, or you know, like if he even gets one concussion at any point next yeah. year, like he, he's going to have what, like eight mm. in the last three years or something. Mm-hmm. Scary man. Once you start, once you Bring start the, stacking yeah. them up, you become. Uh, I think oh, I heard yeah. someone call well, yeah, it like sure. a candle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you blow on them or you hit them. Because even the last one he got against Green Bay, right? Yeah. It was a, a hit that he continued to play. Back in his head. After, after the game, like, hey, you know, I'm concussed. So we all saw the bat one in Cincinnati. But uh, that's scary, man, because it's not like you can go and get a, you know, an MRI and say, all right, this ligament is healed or this or that. Like, that's a fucking brain. And it's ongoing research and so much we don't know about that brain. Um, so it is scary. But. Uh, you know, I'm sure Tua will weigh all his options, and it's a lot of got to be realistic. It's a lot of fucking money on the line um, for him, especially this uh, year. Yeah, at that position, yeah. salary cap going up. You're talking forty plus million dollars a year, so um, I'm sure that that goes you know heavy into the consideration. But I hope I hope Tua has a long, healthy career. Do you think anyone's going to pay him though with 
his concussion history. He's got to come out and have a good, solid, clean yeah. year where he doesn't year. doesn't get dinged up at all. I think. Well, they have to pick up his fifth year option this year, right? This offseason, mm. they don't have to, his, do they? You have to do it before the fourth year, I thought. Good point. Mm. So that yeah, like Danny Dimes, they had to pick up Danny yeah. Dimes' fifth year before this year because it was his fourth season, and this will be to his fourth year. Mm-hmm. So if they do decide to pick it up, they have to decide right now. Yeah. Well, I guess I wonder if there's is there any kind of like designation where they, uh, when it comes to like, hey, this guy's kind of injured or technically injured, but he's not since he cleared the protocol. No, you got to make the decision. Yeah. So like, they can cool. either choose to be like, hey, this guy gets hurt. If we don't pick it up, he might get hurt. The price goes down, or we can pick it up. He can play out of his mind, and then we have him on the cheap next year. Is there anything he can do? Like, what can he do to try to protect himself more? He can't. I mean, the, the, the back net. of the head hitting. I don't get maybe yeah get a big toilet bowl uh, neck roll that you can do that uh, you can petition the league to always play with the guardian you could wear the uh, neck cool. the neck uh, thing, thing. Yeah. you can also wear the one of the new helmets that like George Kittle and Nick Bosa Kenny wear Pickett has one down too or he one. could get like a massive yeah. fucking helmet and put a pillow around his head yeah. underneath it yeah. that's cool get a helmet okay. with the back of the the back of the helmet is like in nineteen it. inches thick so the back of his head hits he has a big pillow yep. you can get an airbag. Uh, Kind of put on one of them, or like a visor. They have almost. those now. Yeah, these are all great options, guys. We're gonna we got a we got a special guest online kind of that we can't we can't keep Sharp her waiting any long, guys. Rules. This person, <laughs> you know what? We 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 sure hope that this lady doesn't uh, land any punches on Tua because that would definitely concuss this guy. Boys, strap in. <laughs> Kill him, probably. Please welcome to the show. Been on before. We we love having her on. She's an absolute savage, absolute oh, yeah. monster. Fights February fourth at MSG again. Please welcome Amanda Serrano. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's up, Amanda? How you doing over there? I'm doing good. I'm a little cold, but hey. <laughs> so you fight February fourth MSG. I know this is awesome. Like you, you have to love uh, fighting. I know you're you're tracking that and trying to become what the first undisputed. Right, fighter from from Puerto Rico in this whole situation. There, how do you feel? I guess this we're we're a couple of days away from the fight. How do you feel physically? How do you feel mentally? I feel physically. I feel amazing. You know, this was um, six weeks of great training. I I believe that I haven't felt like this in a in a very long time. I'm excited. I'm anxious. I just want the night to come here already and just have my hand raised in victory and be the first undisputed champion coming out of my beautiful island of Puerto Rico. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. And I know you fight Eric Cruz. What, uh, when you watch her fight, like, what do you, uh, I, I guess you don't have to give us any inside information on what your plan may be, but when you, when you're, do you like to study her previous fights? What do you do when you're going into a camp when you're, you're trying to study your opponent? Well, I really, myself, I don't study my opponents. My, the corner, the team does that. I, I watch her fights like live. I don't rewatch it, but I know she's a, a Mexican champion and that's, so that sums it all up. You know, she's going to come to, she wants to become undisputed as well. And she's going to come and try to dethrone me. But it's going to be really hard because I am have the same mindset. I want to be the first undisputed champion. And I want to make a statement. And I want to show that uh, why I'm the best at, at this division that I, I am in. You mentioned making a statement. So your your record forty three two and one, um, but you have thirty knockouts on that, which is just Jeez. an astronomical amount. Obviously, you have heavy hands. You wear on people, and you can absolutely knock them around the, the ring. It's got to be fun. Do you care how you how a fight goes? Do you care how you win a fight? Do you want to put on a show? Do you want to knock people out? Like how does that work? 
you know, when you when you want the knockout, sometimes the knockout does not come. So I just make sure that I'm ready for a 10 round war or less, whatever comes, <laughs> whatever comes first. But I'm ready. I'm willing to go 10 rounds um, warring with Erica Cruz if, if that's what it comes down to. But um, I definitely have the power and I'm just um, the knockout. When it comes, it comes. Nice. Yeah. What about when you're as far as your training? Has that changed over the, the course of your career? Like. Did you used to spar a lot more than you do now? Do you continue to spar in training? Uh, like, how, how does that all work? Because I know different people, different fighters in, in both MMA and boxing have talked about some people don't spar nearly as much as they used to. Yeah, no, actually, this camp, I spar the most that I ever. I spar th uh, three nice. times a week consistently for five, six weeks. That's and a lot. That's a lot, right? With, Compared to most Yeah, people. and with men and with, with a man. And it's not easy for me. I'm always... Um, at a disadvantage when I spar with these men because I'm my sparring partner, he, you know, he's a southpaw because Erica Cruz is a southpaw just like me. This will be my first southpaw I'm fighting, so I had I had to get used to that. Plus, he's um 35 pounds over over my weight, so <laughs> and he hits hard. He's a man, so it's like oh, I'm always at a disadvantage, and I'm like oh, you know, but it was. It, it got better throughout the weeks and that's how you know that you're improving and you're getting better so i mean sparring has been a lot running has been um been great as well i've been running a lot more and i also been doing a lot of recovery i never done that um to my body for my body and i've been doing it consistent for this whole camp what kind of recovery are you getting into i know that's like cold punch saunas yeah. people we see a lot of these basketball football players what kind of recovery Cryo. Yeah, I'm extremely afraid of the cold, so I, I <laughs> so I did a couple of the the Cairo, Cairo, right? Yeah, I've done a couple yeah. of that, but I've been doing more of the sports massage with the um, a lot of the cupping and and the nice. with, with the tool, the metal Gra tool off of Graston, the Graston, that yeah. hurts. Yes, it does. It does, but it actually it works and it helped me out a lot for this camp. I mean, nice. one thing for sure, my trainer he said um, this is the happiest he's been because he hasn't hear hear me complain. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Some of the boys have some questions for you, Ty Schmidt. You, uh, I know you have something for Amanda. Here. Yeah, Amanda. If I'm not mistaken, you have nine belts in seven different weight classes, and I think the last time we talked to you. Um, like you talked about how at this point, you know, like you, you have all these career accolades and you still you, like kind of your love of the game is what keeps you going. But at this point, like, really, do you do you still feel like you have anything to prove or not really? Like how, how difficult is I mean, I, I assume it's not difficult because if you're not prepared going into a fight, like there's a very real possibility that you're going to get your head knocked off. But like what at this point in your career, what more do you feel like you have to prove? Well, definitely this game is always um, evolving and women are getting better and there's a lot more younger women coming into the sport. So I always feel I have to be the best that I can be and always go out there and perform to my best abilities to show that I'm here and I'm here for a reason. But um, my motivation definitely for this fight was to become the first undisputed champion out of the island of Puerto Rico. So that was definitely motivated me and just... Um, just to continue to be the best, continue to opening opening the doors for these young, the younger generation, break these barriers, and that's um, I feel like I completed my job. I know you bounced around weight classes. What is how difficult is that at times to be fighting in different weight classes? You know what? It's a lot difficult for me to go up in weight than to go down. Like featherweight, I feel amazing. I feel my strongest. I feel the best. But um, going up or up 
higher divisions is a lot easier. I mean, harder for me to maintain that weight because I drop weight really, really fast. But it's, um, you know, you just have to know when to open your mouth more or open or close your mouth. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Boston Connor, you got something? Yeah, Amanda, on fight night when you're walking out to that ring, are you kind of entering a different zone or is it really when you step in there is when you realize like, okay, I got to flip the switch here and kind of take care of business? Yeah, it's a it's definitely a build up walking from the locker room to the ring. So you start feeling it little by little. You start feeling it from your toes coming up, and once you enter that ring, then you're like, yeah, I'm 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 getting in the zone now. Once that bell rings, everything goes away. Everything is like it's so funny how your mind and your body switches. But I, that's how I, that's what helps me um, get through it. I'm like, I know once that bell ring, once that first punch is thrown, once I'm hit first, it all goes away. It's all different story. Do you need to get hit first? Like, do you, once you do, like, if <laughs> someone lands a clean shot on you early, does it almost wake you up or make you feel like, yeah, here we go. Yep, now I'm at home. I'm in here. Let's, yep, let's do this. I, I always say the party don't start till I get punched in the face. Because <laughs> 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 It, it bothers me. It just it just starts the the whole the whole real deal comes out of me. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. The real deal. Do you ever like? Do you ever get hit? I, I know some people a natural reaction. Like if you get somehow someone's even playing around, they just they they hit you and they get you in the temple or something. Your natural reaction is to get pissed and just throw punches back. You ever get get clipped in a fight and you just lose it and you just see red for thirty seconds or so and you go crazy. No, thank God, knock on wood. So, yeah, but I've, I've never been really, I've always always been hurt in the gym. So we're sparring with the men. So that's what my trainer wanted me to experience all that in the gym. So if it did happen at a fight or in a fight, I would be prepared and I wouldn't, you know, go crazy or panic. So in the gym, definitely. With the men, definitely. Nice. Uh, Tone Diggs, I think he actually has a few uh, amateur fights Back in the day, he has a question for you. Diggs, what do you got? That's right, AJ. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Amanda, so like <laughs> in baseball, you can kind of tell like when it's a home run off the bat. Like in basketball, you can kind of tell if it's going in when it comes off of your hand. When you hit someone in boxing, can you kind of tell like soon as you hit them if it's a clean shot that like is definitely going to affect them or not based on based on like just how it feels in your hand? Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I've had um, one time I, I fought in Tampa last year, and this girl, she was 30 pounds over, and she was tough as nails, and I kept beating her and beating her and hitting her, and the the, the punches were landing so clear that I hurt my hand. And it was like <laughs> after the fight, I was like, oh, my God, but she didn't go anywhere. But I was like, um, to this day, she's one of my good friends. But, yeah, you feel it. And, I mean, I'm not like the – that one knockout punch, I have. I throw a lot, a lot of punches, and my punches are really hard, so they're consistent. So that's what breaks them down. What is it like? What's a normal day in your training camp? Like you said, these these last six weeks, you've been going hard. Like, what's a normal day? Not right now. I know you're tapering down. I'm sure before the fight, but what's a normal day look like when it comes to your training when you're in camp? Well, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays was my was my sparring days. So it would I would wake up at maybe like ten o'clock, have some breakfast, and then go into the gym to get beat up. That's the first thing in the morning to get beat up. Who does that? I don't know. Come on, <laughs> crazy people. And so then then that, and then I'll I'll go back home. I'll have you know breakfast, lunch, whatever, and then go back to the gym and do my strength and conditioning. And then after that, eat a little dinner, and then go for for a run at nighttime. 
I like running at nighttime. I believe I have more energy at nighttime. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays was like my recovery and doing just like pad work and yeah. <laughs> that's man. That's uh, that's such a grind. Do you ever get? Uh, I don't know. You ever get worn out or burn out through that through a camp? Are your camps normally six weeks, or is that thing is that changed over your uh, your career? It it changes. It depends on the like. Sometimes they don't know when the fights, and they'll, or they just call you last minute and. But yeah, it's pretty. Some. I mean, I'm always in the gym. I'm in the gym all year long. But when it's fight time, it gets more intense, and and it will be like this is probably the longest training camp that I had of consistent hard work. What will you do right after the fight? For do you at least let it let it loose for like a week or two or a couple of days? Like, what do you do once the fight's over? Let's say you go out there, you get a big knockout. Do you get to celebrate? Do you get to let loose a little bit? Yes, yes, finally. I, after this fight, um, I'm going to my house in Puerto Rico. I bought a house, and I really haven't got to enjoy it. And so I'm going back there first, if I can, first flight. <laughs> but, yeah, going and enjoying my, my house in Puerto Rico for a little while. That's awesome. We really appreciate you coming on here. We want to let people know. So the fight, we can see it on DAZN, correct? February 4th at MSG. Everyone here at DAZN yes. just used to – used to be involved with the zone as well here on this show too. So I think people are very aware of that platform and everything they do, but wanted to tell you good luck. We really hope you, uh, you get that undisputed title. You bring Hell it home yeah. and you get some, get a chance to, to go enjoy yourself at your new house in Puerto Rico. Hell after yeah. it's so yes. thank you very much, Amanda thank Serrano. Appreciate the and real deal. Thank you deal, to my fan duel family. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Appreciate you. The real Welcome deal. Man. Forget him. February 4th on zone. What's up, Con Man? Ty, good job. You guys have some good questions. You going to watch the fight? Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, man, it's around a knockout. I don't know what it is. It should be minus 10,000, but I'm going to put everything I own on it. Yeah, what is it? Do, I'm sure there's lines out there, right? Look, absolutely. Has to be. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I had a great question, too, AJ. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, way to go, Hawk. Way to go, Hawk. Fuck me. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Real cool, AJ. She's minus 750. Shit. What's, 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 what's first na- round knockout? Okay. Yeah, first. What's first punch knockout? So, uh, Amanda Serrano KO knockout. TKO is plus two fifty. Oh, Lock see you there. Oh, let's go. See you there. Lock it in. Plus two fifty TKO KO. First round. What if it's a TKO or TKO? I think right? it's any round. KO, Either or. Yeah. Any round, plus right? Two fifty. Yeah, Take round. that all day yeah. long. She's gonna knock like a KO. She's going down. Da- I think she's down in weight. Right, this fight. I believe she so. might go back up. She I, wants to go back up to avenge a loss. I know. Yeah, I mean, sparring with dudes. Yeah, I think she's going to come out firing. I would like to see her get in a street fight. Wouldn't that be sweet if all of a sudden a clip yes. came out and she just peed some some person up <laughs> on the street? You'd be like, oh, wow. I mean, That's even those like her. random videos that come out, like bad. runs <laughs> into UFC guy, runs into boxing. Like, if it was a champ, could you imagine what she would do? Probably. Yeah, people like that, I think, typically are pretty good about knowing, like, hey, I probably shouldn't get in a street fight. She's got fucking nine belts. Like, yeah. she'd kill like, yeah. anyone she's coming across. Oh, you guys uh, remember BJ Penn? BJ Penn's a great MMA fighter. He had a he had a, he had a run of some street uh, altercations. Yeah, but he was liquored up years. all the time. Yeah, yeah and, well, and Connor knocked well. out that old dude. No, that wasn't me. Uh, Not you. McGregor. Oh, McGregor. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> he, he did sucker punch. Oh, at the bar. Sucker right. punch yeah. that old Poor bastard, yeah. Remember that tight oh. end from Oklahoma? That, oh, yeah. That, that just was talking shit to two UFC brothers. And oh, they, yeah. Those wrestler oh, guys, oh, the yeah. MMA guys in the bathroom, right, at the yep. frat party? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fractured his orbital bone. Yeah, got to check the ears. Oh. Yeah, check yeah. the ears. Check oh, fucking ears. 
Do not mess with the wrestlers or the MMA guys. Hey, um, Z, you guys still got people potted up on the phone line? I know I, I mentioned it earlier. I think we should get to a few of those callers in the five-hour energy phone. Yeah, line. should we just put a random one on for you? Yeah, just throw somebody out there you think might be good. Let me know their name. We'll get, we'll get going. Oh, how about Connor from uh, Nebraska? Connor oh, yeah. from Nebraska. What's on your mom, pal? <laughs> Oh, no. Does Otter need to pot him up? Yeah. Nebraska. Oh, Otter's behind. Oh, no. Otter. Who's Otter? Uh, Mitt. <laughs> he's about... Is that a new name? 10, 15 no, seconds behind, so he's probably just got the pot up. His dad, his dad used to call him Otter. For what? From uh, There's a guy in Animal House named Otter. Yeah, he, he's yep. a devil in the water. I mean, he can really move <laughs> like an otter, so Mitt? that's why. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Kids like Phelps. It. Okay. Oh, here you go. Oh, here he is. Here he is. <laughs> He's sneaking on. <laughs> oh, what's up, Mitt? He's pot him up. Pot him up. Too. There it is. Connor from Nebraska's on. Just sit, uh, sit right there, Mitt. Oh, you can Mitt sit in the chair, bud. How's it going? Keep it moving, boys. How y'all yeah. doing? That's right, buddy. How you doing, man? What's on your mind? Hey, how do you think? Oh, I was, you all were talking about Matt Rule in Nebraska earlier. I feel like um, Nebraska could make a good turnaround. How do you feel about that Matt Rule move to Nebraska, and do you think they could contend for that Big West, uh, Big Ten West title? And one more thing for Ty. Go big motherfucking red. Fuck Iowa. Oh! It's the same thing. Iowa State fan? No, it's the same thing if you are an Iowa State fan, though. Like, if you are a Big Ten fan and you actually feel that way, like, you're a douche. You know? (laughs) I guarantee, like, no no Iowa fan gives a shit about Nebraska, but it's the same thing as Iowa State. I I appreciate it. I appreciate it, you know? But, again, Nebraska is also a Big 12 team. Like, they ain't a Big Ten team, so. Can he bring them back, though? Can Rule bring them back to where they once were? When were they rolling? Like, early 90s? Yeah, Yeah, mid-90s. Fucking Tommy Frazier. And then. I mean, Scott Frost was good there. And then Eric Crotch. Crotch. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't Rule kind of turn Baylor around in a season? Or did that take a couple years? How long did that Uh, take? It didn't take too long. I know that. I called a, a. a game there early on in his career. He took the D coordinator with him, didn't he? Yeah. From yes. Carolina that traveled with him from Baylor and everywhere else. No, I think he's with. actually retired. No, he retired. Oh, yeah, yeah, Phil Snow. Yeah. Who was there oh, right Phil before? Snow was retired. it Bryles right before? Yeah, Art Bryles, yeah. And they should have basically gotten the death penalty for what he did. Yeah, but I was going to say. What yeah. did happen with them? We he was basically just letting yeah. people like sexually assault whoever they oh, wanted no. to and then just Jeez. sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 And then that's how Sean Oakman got uh, crushed is that he was falsely accused and yeah. then it wasn't oh. until years later. That was the big... Yeah, he yeah, was number two. Yeah. He was so... Yeah, yeah. The picture, the coin toss, right? Yeah. The Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. It's really him. Oh, it's yeah. Bingo. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, he was basically never played again. I think he plays in the CFL now. Well, it's an uphill battle for Matt Rule. No question. I think it's... Yeah, the, I understand comps. the hire. You want to bring him in. He's... He's kind of an, a big name dude. Comes from the NFL, even though he didn't have a ton of success in the league. He's had a, he's had plenty of success at the college level. Mm-hmm. But yeah, can he recruit those big time players? Can you get him to Nebraska? Do they have the NIL money to get those certain players that it takes? I don't know. Time will tell. But how much time does he have? Even though they gave him a monster contract, didn't they? Six, seven years. Yeah. yeah but how long? Gone. How long did Frost get? I mean, he he exactly. sucked from the moment he Three? got there, and the, yeah, I think so. So he's got plenty of time. Where's he now? Uh, might be no taking a year off. Yeah. Is he hanging out somewhere? Yeah, he was a hot name, man. He man. was. Man, I, he was. He should maybe go to the NFL. Something to think about. Yeah, I think his uh, his the way he like coaches and acts like that would probably translate with pros. I think quite a bit making guys do Navy Seal stuff in the uh, the off season. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. 
You know what, Ty? You probably you might have a point there. You might have to adjust a little bit if you want to coach the boys at the next level. Yeah, they'll not fucking as much shove him in a locker or something. If he's trying to do that. Like Saban in Miami, yeah. Zach Thomas will fight him. Yeah, but Zach, making that D lineman Saban winning national championships. Yeah, Dog. after not going four and eight at Nebraska <laughs> and then coming in and fucking making guys do up downs until they puke. Hey, it's worth with MCDC. Yeah, yeah. Already up there. Yeah. Hey, as long as you're up there up front doing it well, yourself, that's Scott. right. MCDC's already losing all of his staff. Oh, no. no. Oh, yeah. Not breaking. Crazy. Yeah, what happened? Ben, he's who, right. left, uh, who left, Tone? Fucking Deuce Daly. Deuce. He's wow. an assistant Secure head coach. Oh, he was an assistant head coach, too, so he that, that gives you a nice bump at pay. Head coach last running backs coach Deuce Daly is leaving to join Frank Reich's Carolina Panthers staff. Okay, Deuce. That's a bit surprising, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. Debut looks very surprised. Yeah, Debut yeah. shook about it. I mean, uh, shot. We saw Hard Knocks do. So I felt like it was a big part of that. Yeah. I felt like oh, it was yeah. a big part of that. Uh, Is he going to be assistant head coach? You think at Carolina? Over. That's I would imagine he'd want to be on that. It's team. almost a demotion if you're not the assistant you have head to be coach. OC. He's going to be the OC then? No, I said he would have to be, right? For an upgrade. That was, that was my first staff. thought, yeah, Tone. That would make sense. I thought everyone was staying. I thought they were building something special oh, there. Well, they are. I mean,. Ben Johnson stayed, and he could have been a head coach of the Panthers from what everyone said. So that's what happens when you win games, yeah. boys. This is new for the Lions. It's awesome. Aaron Glenn's been getting interviewed. So He's good still, for yeah. Deuce. I assume it's good for him, right? Do you think he didn't maybe get along with Jamal Williams because he didn't want to watch Naruto with him, so that's could why he left? I, could have. <laughs> I think he's a big reason why Jamal scored so many touchdowns. Yeah, but also the Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> is Jamal Williams still there? Or is he a free agent? I think he's, he's still there. Yeah, yeah but I think year. they might okay. have to pay him. Okay. I forget. Really? Definitely going to have to pay him. I mean, he scored 19 touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Beat Barry Sanders You're getting paid. Swift. Hey, let's jump back to the five-hour energy phone lines. Who? Uh, I have to click this? I don't know. Yeah, no, Gator in Florida. There's a Gator in Florida that Zeke told me about. I think we should paw it up. He's next up. Gator? Is that right, Zeke? Yeah, I think Mitt is doing it from inside, but let's see oh, if that works for Mitt. Look at you. Where is Mitt? Where is, he's never on camera. Smooth sailing. He's, uh, he's in the he's he back with Bill. <laughs> he's in the phone room. No, he's no, in a different room over here. Yeah. Bill's back over he's there. He's got his own phone booth. Yeah. I know Bill has his own cave back there. Yep. Yeah. I have a well. feeling Mitt's having a problem with it since it hasn't. Uh, yeah. This is just as smooth as it gets. Oh, there you go. Oh, there, there you go. go. Gator. Gator? You yeah, there? Gator, Gator from Florida? From Texas. Ain't no Florida. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Texas. Right. That's the fuck, AJ? That's on me, Gator. Hook him. Long life from Texas. That's right. Well, if we're used to Texas, yeah. we got D'Amico Ryan's in the house now. Woo! But I'll tell you what, though. I guarantee it, that first team meeting, you going to have Brian Cushing and J.J. Watt kicking what? down that door, busting helmets, bloody nose, what? bringing in the new coaches. You talking about biting kneecaps. Man, we are coming out inside your head. What? Hell yeah. I tell you what, nice. I respect Gators' energy, Gators' passion I. for the Houston Texans, and you brought up a great name that, yes. that I think we haven't heard in a little bit, Brian Cushing. Absolutely Cush. get Cush head, on the staff. Head strength coach, he was, probably. He was a strength oh, coach. Yeah. He was an assistant strength coach there for a few years. He's, he hasn't been recently. They had quick results. I wonder results. if you could bring him back. They had really quick results when he was a strength coach, like abnormally quick results. Yeah, like Brian almost as good. He's awesome. Yeah, so overnight, good. really. <laughs> What you're implying, the dude just set the tone, the four culture. Four six weeks. <laughs> yeah, four to six weeks strength coach. Yeah, exactly. I love Cushing. Yeah. Cushing is an absolute savage. Uh, I believe there was a recent photo of you, AJ, that got sent to the group. What? Did you happen to see this? Oh, what is that? Oh, Zeke can pot it up here. He's pulling it up. Pretty unbelievable. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's really good. It yeah, is. It's, uh, I mean, this is a top five photo right here. 
Pat's. Oh, right Ronnie Lott. I see it, Ronnie Lott. Yeah, and <laughs> Miko, right? Yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> Come on, what's this from, AJ? Yeah. Who's that right in front of you, AJ? Uh, Virginia Tech. No, Ooh, no, no. What's his uh, name? Not what's. No, no, no. That's what I'm trying to jog my memory at the moment. Remember his number? What's his from? Not number nine. Not number nine. That's from the, the lot, a lot, Ronnie Lot Award or whatever. I guess. 2005, Stevens Hall. Pretty, pretty sure D'Amico got that. Won that. <laughs> a DB. Look at D'Amico. You talk about somebody that doesn't age. D'Amico looks the exact yeah, same. Looks now. The same. No kidding. I mean, AJ, you awesome. look younger now than you I was did in yeah, that photo. You look much better right? now than you did there. I tell you what. I'm, hey, I'll take it. So Whatever. Vince Hall. Look at that rented suit. It's a rented tux or suit they gave me. D'Amico did win it in 2005. I'm trying to figure out who was. Yeah. Daryl Tapp was his name. That's right. Yeah, it's Daryl Tapp. That's Daryl Tapp. Darryl he was Tapp. awesome. Great dude. I like Daryl Tapp a lot, actually. I mean, look yeah, at that. Yeah, fun award show. I think that was out in L.A. somewhere. How pissed were you uh, when you left and you didn't win? Did you destroy uh, the hotel room you were staying at? <laughs> yeah, I trashed the place, threw everything out the window. I had to pay, like, actually, Ohio State had to pay like $50,000 because I trashed my room. That makes sense. No. You FaceTime no. with Jimmy? How many free tattoos did you get there? With Jimmy, who? You talking FaceTime with Jimmy Tressel? No, Jimmy the Alligator. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Honestly, it's probably part of the reason why I didn't get that award. Jimmy, I think, died like a month before that picture, probably. Oh, Two no. months before that picture. Damn, so you, yeah. you had some of Sorry, the worst AJ. games of your career. RIP. No, I think they probably just felt – I was just walking around moping like in a, fa in, a, in a fog, in a haze, and they probably said, don't ever give this guy anything. He seems like a turd. Uh, that but it was all because Jimmy. Sad of Jimmy. Yeah. What about you, you Con? Do you have any – no, before you t ask a dumb question, do you have any uh, pets <laughs> growing up, Con? Yeah, I had all the sorts yacht of club, pets. In the yacht club growing up, what, did you, what kind of animals did you have? Uh, you know, just the usual dog, snails, uh, a couple snails? of Snails? That's not usual. Snails? Like a fucking gerbil guy. Did you have a gerbil? No gerbil you guy. And that was a shot. A lot of gerbils. And that was a shot. And I know that was a shot. And AJ, you're yacht talking club. about gerbils and butts. And no, we didn't have what? any gerbils. Yeah, you did. Not allegedly. Yeah, you did. You got Pretty woman? shots. Pretty okay. woman was gerbiling? Oh, yeah. Look it up. Read it. I mean, come on now. This is pre-internet. The thing it, I, we've t I've said this 6,000 times. The guy, something happens to where it spreads all over the world before the internet was invented. That's how unbelievable that story is. Well, either way, we didn't have gerbils, okay? But what do you think? I had hamsters. I had hamsters. I never had any of those rodents. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't think they were cool. Do you think that your uh, kids will also ask for maybe a piranha or Ooh. an alligator and would you get them that after your experience and how much it changed your life if they were if i felt like they were responsible enough to take care of it and clean the tank every week like you needed or twice a week and feed them and do that uh i would think about it no question we've had some little fish here and there but guess what old dad gets stuck taking care of those things. <laughs> have you loaded your back pond yet with the piranha no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I have put. We've had a couple fish in the little tank that we've had for a while that just seemed to never go away, and they just continue to move on and keep living. And we didn't have want to get a bigger tank. And I have released them into my sister-in-law's pond that's about fifty feet from my house. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Are they still living in your sister-in-law? They're doing great. Yeah, we've actually every. I go. I put an underwater <laughs> camera in there twice. Uh, twice a month to check on them, and I see them. Always, they're always super happy. They've grown a lot. They're doing great. Hell yeah. You should just you introduce like a bigger predator in there, though. Yeah. Just see how they kind of react. Like see what, what happens. Like an alligator? Like another Jimmy, yeah. Like a piranha. Alligator. Ooh. Maybe even just like a, a fucking, fucking small tiger shark or something. Yeah. Barracuda. If I, could control, if I could control all the elements and keep the temperature of that pond you to could. the proper temperature, I could, but I can't. 
I don't have the means to do that right now. I don't know how. Well, if that thing dies, big deal. You know, that's kind of that looks like. Well, I don't want to kill fish. I don't want to kill a nice big piranha. Well, you can't control the temperature. You just said it. What are they going to do when this cold front comes in? Well, that's why I'm not putting them in the pond. I have too much respect yeah, for the species. Yeah, but if they did die, you could have a su- nice sushi dinner. Yeah, or just bring them inside when when the weather turns. You could bring them inside. <laughs> Put them in their case. Just go scoop them up out of my hand. I'm going to stick my hand in there and scoop them no, up. No, you use a net. Time to what? come inside, boys. Yep. Get a wet, get get a wet suit. This may be a dumb question. I'm going to tell you uh, something, con man. When I was trying yeah, to, and when I did have to transport or get them out of the tank for some reason, you had to get two big old nets. Yeah. Try to try to trap one of my eight piranhas. First off, there's eight of them, so this takes a while to try to get them all out of the tank. You squeeze the, the nets together, boom, and those little suckers will bite through your nets instantly and come flopping on your, your carpet before you know it. And you're jumping around trying not to get your toes bitten off. You need to use so. a metal net. I mean, I feel yeah, like this is dumb. Chain, well, yeah, chain link. I was, I was like 16. You're right. I should have had chain mail on at all times. Debo had a good question. Guys. What was it? No, I'm just uh, thinking, where <laughs> do the water and uh, fish, wildlife, and all that shit go in the ponds and lakes and shit freeze? They're still there. down there. Dead. Oh, just yeah. Like they they live this. underneath. Some fish top are underneath. Lever. So only like yeah, the like, top. Like what? Only the top freezes, but they're still swimming. Koi a ponds. lot of fish practice Wim Hof all the time. Yep. What's that? <laughs> uh, ice breathing. Yep. Ice Cold breathing. Yeah, it's to stay warm. Okay. Yeah, if you have like a koi pond with those big old goldfish, the, if the top freezes, they live. Koi fish. They? Yeah, they stay out there. They, they keep living. It's like any pond. Like if you go skating on a pond, you can fall through the ice because below is still... All water. Yeah, you can go ice fishing. Ice fishing too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bingo. You. The but problem is when those things dry up. There's certain kinds that swim south for their winter. Probably. Um, That'd be sweet. Yeah, um, probably. I, I know. In the ocean, I believe. Uh, Aaron, Sharks. Aaron said the blue whales were migrating from uh, sperm whales. Sperm whales. Sorry. Salmon uh, swim upstream when they're trying to fuck. Yeah, they do. Yeah, salmon mm. fishing in the. That's yum. why the bears hang out and catch them when they're jumping Shark. up. Yeah. Yep. Bingo. Where are those rivers where the fish jump up and they'll smack you in the face and knock you out? The Amazon. <laughs> oh, you talking about flying fish? Flying fish? Or it might have been yeah. the Nile. Oh, yeah. They're, they're the, big problems. Yeah. They're big problems. Might be the Nile. I think those got into the Great Lakes at some point. And, like, yeah. it was a really fucking big deal. Yeah, they try to electrocute them. I know they have, like, locks where the fish try That's to, like, migrate despicable. to. And they put these electric barriers where it shocks the hell out of them and they don't. You know, yeah, pfft, those dead. will kill people. Let them go. The flying yeah, fish? people aren't supposed to be in there, right there. Yeah, those flying fish will kill people. It's, I think it's, uh, it's the the bottom feeder uh, carp, isn't it? The carp, like the invasive carp, come in and they jump out of the water and they smack that? old Betty in the face and yep. break her nose, and That's then people it. are pissed. Sorry, buddy. That makes sense. Or a fluke, maybe. It happens. They should just fucking send Bob Ritchie out there, have him patrol all the Great Lakes with like a yeah. shotgun, mm-hmm. and just fucking <laughs> take di- him. Yeah, pick them off one by yeah, one. A couple sticks of dynamite. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Get him one of those old like uh, Vietnam boats they used to patrol the yep. rivers with, and exactly. just put a little Get behind a fifty cal or something, yes. and just a big old fucking boombox, just fucking. Yeah. Yeah. What movie was that with Charlie Sheen? Apocalypse Now. Yeah, is that what it was? Platoon. Platoon. Yeah. Platoon. Yeah, maybe even just give give him like a carton of Marlboro Reds, and he just flicks every single one into the water. Yep. And eventually, he'll take care of all those fish. Mm-hmm. Who's singing national anthem at the uh, Super Bowl? It's actually Chris Stapleton. Yep. Ooh, is it really Tennessee yeah. whiskey guy? Right. He'll kill yeah. it. That is right. him. Yeah. He's got a great voice. Fucking huh? banger. Mm-hmm. He will. He will dominate that. Yeah. I uh, and then Rihanna. I'm honestly I'm pumped for the Rihanna happening. Jacked up for Rihanna. Yes. Yeah. Do Jay- we know who she's bringing on special features? Jay-Z Hopefully, come out. Calvin Harris for We Found Love. Yeah. Drake. Yeah. Her and Drake. Yeah, Drake will come us. out, won't he? John uh, Fogarty, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. Uh, I heard he was high on the list. <laughs> 
Probably Ozzy. A lot Ozzie. of people know that. I think Ozzy. <laughs> Eminem might run it back. Yeah, maybe. Ozzy auditioned oh, Paul earlier McCartney. this year. She did the song with Kanye and Paul McCartney. Four or five oh, minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Kanye will probably come out with Yeah, I don't know if too. they're going to bring Kanye uh, yeah, out. I don't know if Kanye is going to be But McCartney they could just bring out. Because she's only doing, if she's doing it that way, it's probably just quick segments of the song. Yeah. They just want to do Kanye. But McCartney, didn't. he didn't sing in that song. He just whistled, right? No, he played the guitar too. Yeah. Fucking pull fast. Left handed. I rewatched the. Uh, it popped up my algorithm the other day. I rewatched the halftime show from last year with my wife and actually my kids, and they loved it too. I'm like, God, this is like I'm 30, 39 now. From like, hey, birthday, happy birthday. birthday, your birthday was a couple weeks ago. Happy birthday, yeah, January sixth. Happy so birthday, that was my birthday. Yeah, we know when happy your birthday, birthday is. Nick. Though. February first, Nick. That had nothing to do with that comment. You know that I was on the show that you day. Mean that, dust, that dust up. That dust up. Whew. I saw some, uh, Was who was that? Did you guys post it in the group chat once where it was like a compilation video of Washington's season? Yeah. And they went yes. through like their whole. It was and good. And the dust up came in there. It yes, was in the video. That was a damn good video. <laughs> who put that together? Just some uh, TikTok. Some Commanders fan who's fucking sick of it. <laughs> Let's get one more caller on the five-hour energy phone line. I hate to make uh, Mitt sprint back and forth and do all this. Yeah, maybe he can do it from, from back there. But Mitt. Let me know if you have anybody good. Zeke, tell me if you know you guys know the What's name. What's your favorite yeah, halftime show? Yeah, you were yeah. saying you were 39. What's your favorite halftime Maybe Kendrick show? from Kansas. I'll get to my favorite halftime show, but Kendrick from Kansas. What's happening, bud? Hey, boys. AJ, how you doing? Keep, Keep moving. moving. Keep moving. Hey, I got a question for the Pittsburgh uh, natives. Um, sure, now that go we ahead. Know, now that we know Kenny Pickett is a dog. dog. Are, is uh, Coach Diggs going to use his influence in the Italian community to put Mason Rudolph at the bottom of the Allegheny? Oh! Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Oh! Talking about killing Mason. Mason's, <laughs> oh, Mason's career has Jeez. ended on its own volition. Okay? I believe his contract's up. He will be moving on. How do you know they're not going to re-sign him? I, they won't. Um, but, you know. What do they do? They may have to have like five or six quarterbacks uh, in the stable because I, I learned yesterday Kenny just had to stare stare at blitz coming off the edge and know that the line was sliding left and he had no protection to the right and he knew no he, hot just, he just had to look it straight straight in the face and fucking take a hit because he wasn't there was no hot routes there was no yeah right. there was no audibles in yeah. that offense so D, but that can't be possible can it uh, I, no just happened in new england this mac jones said the same you thing have, yeah, you have you have in high school it. on who to get to hey if they yes, come you do. they blitz off here here's your yeah. hot get to, get to this right away even in high school yes you do aj yeah Muth said this in and uh football yeah, here it is i'll read it for you pat fryermuth <laughs> says the steelers offense was so simple it didn't even have basic checks to beat the blitz then in quotations it's so diff it's so different because we didn't have hots it was almost too slow at first because you weren't anticipating that's what Pat Frymuth said to Big Ben, right on his side. Yeah, on football, football, yeah, football. Yeah, great yeah. live episode. Yeah, there was a live, it was a sweet live episode. Koch was in attendance too, as well as Bob Pompiani, local uh, Pompiani sports, was there. Where did they do this? Great. Were they in a bar or something? This week, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was in front of a live crowd. I believe. I don't know if it was in a bar. or could sweet. have been at a uh, Giant Eagle Market District. Tequila Cowboy. I don't think it was nice. there. Okay, that's tough. That's but tough. But D, but isn't that crazy to think? Yeah, There's that's no way. That's right? tough to believe, especially in, the, in, in that division of all the NFL period. But you're in a division. You playing Baltimore. Well, and we have a college uh, offense coordinator. Junior so. high, apparently. Baltimore, Cincinnati, twice, twice a year. Like, I mean, if and if you're a defensive play call, you see that on film. Like, let me just send three off the same side every week until they figure it out. Like, I, that's tough to believe. Not calling Muth a liar, but you know, that's just tough for me to believe. You ain't calling him a uh, truther either. 
Yeah, you called you called rap sheet a liar earlier. But, yeah, uh, I didn't call him did. a liar. Yeah, I you said did. I. You want to take did. that back? You did. Nope. I said I think Schefter's story is more believable. That doesn't. I'm not tearing <laughs> one guy down to build up another. Kind of got to, but uh, I don't know, Muth. I take him at his word, but it's tough to believe. Yeah, yeah that I was, mean, I. I oh. I believe it here. wasn't as complex as he thought it, it. He may have thought it was going to be, but man, yeah, to think that they can't. You got to have options. The quarterback has to have options if they if they're bringing more than you can. Well, he was protect. talking to Ben too. Like it was it was nice. You know, last year, like you could look at one of us, give us a signal, and we fucking mm-hmm. run a different route and fucking pick up because some stand up, yeah. just stand up. Here you go, exactly. the guys playing nine yards off. You can stand up. and I'm gonna throw you the ball right at the line. You know, maybe that's all part of the plan, AJ. What you just. I put my it's head pro- down it's and like, just keep rooting. It's just one step in the process, right? It's just yeah. one Bingo. step in the process. Now we're going to start putting those things in here come April 15th when they start offseason. They also did a comparison of who had uh, better high school basketball highlights because Muth averaged like 26 and 12, and Ben was like the same exact stats in high school. Tell you what, 26 seven was balling in high school. Like I told you Luka. that. Didn't I tell you that, man? He, could he play. did. Yeah, he was yeah, running I, point. I, I, I could see I could see that. The seven was running point. It was wild. It was awesome. I could see that. Ben's a freak athlete. He really is. Tell you what, like I've seen him play. Yeah, he can. He can. I bet on those like celebrity softball games, Ben hits bombs that are eight hundred. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure he does. No doubt about Duh. it. Where's, where's he, uh, wait? Uh, Diggs, does he play in yours? No, yeah, no, he hasn't. Finley, Ohio. Ohio, okay. Yeah, yeah, Finley up like north area. How's, how's the basketball uh, out there? Uh, I mean, it depends. Like, there's it's good in different spots. My high school is legit right now because mm-hmm. uh, they have their stud point guards going to uh, Indiana next year, and his dad's head coach changed everything about the whole culture there they're really good uh but there's like there's like cincinnati this south you know southwest ohio area that's legit then columbus area in the middle and then up like northeast there's some solid stuff but i don't know man there's like a lot of like columbus schools that are that are pretty legit they beat my high school in the in the finals last year what yeah that was a a heartbreaker only lost the year man first loss the year was in the state finals damn it's tough it's all right they'll be back this year they still got that kid those guys are no – they don't mess around, man. They, they all get there like at 6 a.m. They shoot like a 1,000 shots before school. They practice for three hours after school every day. Like, it's a different world now. It's Ohio sports right there. That's completely different. Basketball. For that to, for that to be happening in basketball, that's yeah. – that's, wow. My high school does that, that now, for too. Basketball. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. No it's every sport it feels like now. Yeah, basketball's a different game now. They they encourage shooting three-pointers. Which oh, yeah. That was never encouraged. My high school coach was – Jump, stop, pump fakes all over the place. Oh, yeah. like we're trying to beat teams twenty-four to nineteen. Fucking five, <laughs> five passes before you can take a oh, shot. Yeah. Everybody touches so the ball it was twice. Not fun. Shots. Basketball is fun now. Like I tell the girls I coach, I'm like, we. I want if you're if you even think you're open, just shoot the ball. Like that's all you do now. <laughs> before Steph you got to have ninety-five passes and run the flex yep. offense thirteen times through. Yeah. Running, running do you got a fucking press NC. beater yet or no? <laughs> oh no! We, yeah, we be, we we welcome the press. We welcome the press. Do you sure. press now? One, one three one press. Uh, we press. We we a lot of times we go man to man press and just whoever's oh, whoever you know, is you uh, athletes. Whoever's on the ball goes and just traps the first pass. First man-to-man pass in there, and that's where we go the corner. from there. Smart. So we're trying trying to drive him to the corner. You know, drag him into deep water. Nice. Take the ball. Exactly. Well, you're running like a one four high on offense, or doesn't always. Well, we got a couple of different things that came down from above, like the middle school, high school that they like us to run that okay. work, and we just try to do that. Man, it's fun. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Motion. You never know. You're yeah, motion. Motion offense. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Screen away stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're always cutting back. Oh, oh, hey, they're guard. They're up high. I mean, back cut all day long. See ya. Hit them with a UCLA cut. Right, Ooh, up, right on oh. the fucking lower block for an easy two. Oh, it's. 
Oh, yeah. So extensive. Such an extensive offense we're running. You wear a defense. suit when you're coaching? And if I actually wear a tux. You should. Yeah, smart. You honestly should. I know you're kidding, yeah. but don't. How sweet would that be if I showed up in a <laughs> yeah, full? Like a, with a vest, a suit with a vest, too, a three-piece. Yeah, oh. put like 50 pounds of gel in your hair and slick it back. <laughs> Can you imagine? And then we get beat by 35 <laughs> points. Wouldn't that be amazing? You should have a wristband, too, which plays that you have that you can call out. I should make sure I always use all my timeouts, too, and call a thousand timeouts. Well, you can't take seconds. them home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, you can. I take them all home. I don't use them. Slap the floor. <laughs> Yo, you should do. You should <laughs> You should say to your kids one, not one night after a basketball game, fucking get in timeout. I didn't use that one earlier in the game. Fucking get <laughs> yeah. in the corner. Yeah, as they're I saved it. I saved, saved it for, you. This for yeah. you. As they're leaving, timeout, and bring it in, you know, and then you can go over the game one more time. I mean, you know, these are all ideas you guys are, are playing. Maybe I'll use some of these. Yeah. You should. Never know. Just to make the girls better. Yeah. Tone Diggs, Hammer Down uh, is coming on here today. Oh, yeah. 15 minutes out. What do you, t- you tell us the time that people can come back. It depends on. So Normally, it's, it's probably care it's business closer, to, closer to 10 minutes after this program. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap this sucker up here. Mitt's poop is that he has to take after this stuff. I would say Mitt's going to have a 12-minute poop after this okay. one. That's, so, only, that's pretty much what we're waiting on these days. We'll say, well, okay, let's just be let's just be safe and say 325 maybe for Hammer Down. Okay, yeah. that's safe. That's real safe. 325 for Hammer Down. Boys, I appreciate you guys. I hope Pat feels somewhat better. I don't know what you can do to, to help Feel with better, Pat. Feel better, Pat. Feel better, Pat. Feel better, Pat. Pat. Long fluids. When I was sick as a kid, my grandma used to give me 7-Up. Seven 7-Up seven tastes really no, good. No, it's ginger ale better. Ginger ale. Don't be a mark. It's the same thing. Some emergency, perhaps. Which ginger ale? Uh, uh, fucking Canada Dry, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Ooh, a sweaty the one. Guy. They're all. Is it the green bottle? Yeah. I don't like to yeah, disparage. They're all green. They're, they're, they're all delicious. Burners. I tell you what, except for that one. Except for that one. That's maple. Seagrams as well. Ooh. No thanks. Seagrams. 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 Thank you. Seagrams. Yeah, Seagrams. That's the green bottle. Seagrams. They're all green bottles. Burners does stink. Ginger on an airplane is very good. That's the best. I'm undefeated. What does Especially ginger you do to your, your little tummy tone? What does it do? Settle, uh, settle your tummy? When you mix it with vodka, it does a lot of great things. Wide. 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 <laughs> it settles your stomach, ginger yeah. ale. Yeah, it does. That's what ginger does. But, D-Butt, hey, appreciate it. You're going to be back tomorrow, right? Yes, sir. Everything DB D-Butt. tomorrow as well. Hell yeah. Yeah, buddy. Cannot wait. Talk to the table, everybody. Digs. Everyone in the back there. Tell, hey, hey Z, uh, pop that camera up on you guys. Pot it up real quick for you guys back there. <laughs> I see you, Evie. Z. Nick Moraldo, sweet. You're right. I do see the Italian shirt now. Happy birthday. Oh, Dirty Gertie, there you are popping your head in the back. I appreciate you guys. Mitt, thank you, Mitt, for uh, popping in on the stage and and podding up those callers for us. Bill in the back, I'd never forget about you, Bill. Nobody will. They should not forget about you. You are a force to be reckoned with, and you're taking great pictures lately, Bill. So good. Is Bill still on the uh, workout train? Him and Yep, he's still still crushing it. Z, you still killing it? Yes, sir. Every day. Good work, man. Keep up the work. You're looking good. I can't. Oh, yeah. Z, I'd like to see you out in Arizona, too. I can't wait. We can go get some workouts out in the yard. Maybe we'll carry some boulders around. Jill yard yeah. style. Let's go. I can't wait. Maybe I'll bring some battle ropes. We'll, we'll, Good idea. We'll you should, go, up some you should cool go see if you should go have fucking Cube put you through a workout in his, in his, uh, yeah. In the, oh, AQ. In the shipyard. Go to, go in, the shipyard. in the shipyard. Is that his workout place or the, the basement where he that's wrestles? His no, that's gym. his workout place with a sauna and a cold plunge. Yeah. The shipyard. Right He's got it figured out out there. He has it figured right out, there? doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Glaze actually moved, I believe. Yeah, yeah Glaze is back in L.A. at Unbreakable. Oh, oh no. He moved? Yep. He'll yep. be out of the Super Bowl. Exactly. Him and Rosie packed up and moved to L.A. 
That's a shame. All right, boys. Well, we're going to wrap this sucker up. Thanks for – thank you for everybody that tuned in that watched. Pat, hope you feel better. Uh, maybe be back tomorrow. Who knows? We will see Wednesday, February 1st. Thank you to Amanda Serrano. She was great as always. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll catch you then. See you guys.